Game week. The season starts again this weekend. Fools Lives kickoff party is on Friday. And you can tell that preseason is nearly over because the lobby is busier than I have seen it in months. So many people to talk to tonight. We've got side talk in Colchester. We've got panel with their preseason predictions. Um, and uh, and there is a food-based intro question as well. Before we say hello and get into all of that. Let's roll the titles. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. Unfortunately, unless anything uh, breaking happens while we're live, we don't have any transfers to discuss, much to the dismay of most of the fan base. But that has not let us down all summer, and it will not put us down now. Uh, today's intro question, and I'd love you to, to get involved in the chat as well. Remember, live chat available on Facebook Live. It's also available on YouTube. Our Twitter notifications are also available, um, even with the weird X logo that is there now. Um, so we want you to get involved in tonight's intro question is uh, with this being the last show uh, that we stream before the season starts. I want to know from tonight's panel and tonight's audience, your last meal. If you're on, say, death row, what is your choice of a last meal? I can see the panel in the lobby already trying to consider. So let's throw the pressure out early and welcome tonight's guests in first. To answer that question, welcome back to one of our all-time favourite opposition fan guests. Good evening, Sai. Good evening. Thank you for having me back. It must be getting very near you the season now. It, it's it's very, very near the season now, mate. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, very much so. More positive than I've probably been in years. I know I say every year, but this year I generally do feel it. So, yep, yeah, it's all good. And I think in answer to your question, I'd probably be really boring and go for steak and chips. Steak and chips as a last meal. Good choice. Uh, before we get everyone else in and there's arguments and voices everywhere, uh, let, let's uh, let's delve into to you a little bit. Obviously, uh, we, we'll be talking Colchester very shortly, but um, of course, you're you're uh, frequently on the pitch yourself. Are you currently in pre-season mode as well? Or So since I spoke to you last, it's all kind of changed massively for me. So oh, I okay. dislocated my wrist last season. Yeah, and it basically it hasn't healed properly. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have to go with it and accept the inevitable. So I've given sort of had to sadly had to retire from the old amputee scene. So obviously I was at Chelsea and in the around the England setup. Uh, so now I'm back playing Sunday League. So I'm actually playing able-bodied eleven-side football. So I've gone from obviously doing amputee Pacific to trying to work out the fact I'm 40 years old with one leg to run around a pitch with a bunch of 25-year-olds. It sounds obvious, but 
can you explain the challenges you have in going from something like specific setups and, and training camps and everything that we've discussed before to having to now go into able-bodied Sunday league just to maintain being able to play the game you love? Yeah, I think it's t- it's it's fifty-fifty. For some of it, obviously, it's not as professional. The setup's different. You know, you've got yeah. paid to play. You've got the whole took your own kit out, all that sort of malarkey. But the pressure's a lot less. You know, whereas I'm not necessarily having to follow a certain diet plan, a certain training plan. I can now just kick back, eat what I want to eat, relax. Also, I've got a lot more time to watch Cole You. That's yeah. the blessing in disguise. I'm not too sure. And just be around, you know. Lads that are taking it fun and sit fun in it. So I do, don't get me wrong, I do miss obviously the higher level football and the competitive yeah. and the sort of accolades that I brought with it. But I'm probably in a weird way enjoying my football more now than I ever have done, just purely because I'm back to local with a good, good group of lads just kicking the ball around and enjoying myself, keeping fit really. Well, I'm gl- even though I'm I'm gutted for you that it ended the way it did, I'm glad you're still able to enjoy it the way you are. Um, oh yeah no thank you no no problem at all uh, some early entries into tonight's intro question uh thomas saying my last meal would be a sweet chili chicken and rice sorry ben no ketchup and some spring rolls nice choice there for thomas and uh mike and all you can eat chinese buffet i could drag that out for years superb shout i can see uh there's another fool's regular jumped into the lobby as well so hopefully he'll pick up on what the intro question is. Actually, before we go any further, because I know a few of the panellists want to say it as well, huge congratulations to dear friends of the pod, Danny and Garv, who got married this weekend as well. Uh, seen a couple of pictures that have been posted online. Uh, it looked lovely. Huge, huge congratulations to them. Um, I did say we've got a big panel tonight, so let's get straight into saying hello. Uh, starting with the man, the myth, the legend, and the much dearly missed while he's been away on his uh, summer holidays, but he's had some very exciting news over the time. Welcome back to Wazza. How are you, buddy? Very good, mate. It's very good to be back. It's been a crazy summer with the house and holiday and finding out we've got number two on the way. And yeah, Mm. it's mad. Um, But yeah, we're all settled down now, back in the house. So just got to try and make space for the second one now. (laughs) And uh, and your final meal, sir? You've had plenty of time to consider it. Oh, what are you going for? I went to Greece on holiday and I had a Greek gyros every single day. And I would, <laughs> yeah, that is just a dream. I love it. I'd go again. I can see that's getting an applause in the lobby as well. Uh, evening, Barry, who's uh, got involved as well. Everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> the nuggets and hopefully they get bored and forget about it. <laughs> Great shout. Um, the only thing better than welcoming one fall is to welcome two at the same time. And it's with great pleasure we say hello and good evening to Mark and Oscar. How are you guys? We're good. Evening all. How are we doing? Very, very well. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Absolutely buzzing after the cricket today. Couldn't have wished good. for a better afternoon. And um yeah, the, uh, the run for the Australians is now 22 years since they've managed to win a series over here, and long may that continue, uh, which is more than made up for the complete lack of transfer activity from our very own football team. So, um, um, yeah, so I, I would be negative. I can't be negative in the face of such quality cricket. 
No, I, I do feel slightly for Oscar. He's uh, it, the placement of the name badges isn't ideal for him. We can just about see the top. There we go. How are you, Oscar? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. So, guys, uh, last meals. What are you choosing? Uh, probably a massive tomahawk steak because you can eat it and then use the bone as a weapon. So you know, like <laughs> worst case scenario, it kill you quicker. So I mean. I mean, I'd rather have a sliver of hope than just no, I'm going to die. Oh, I, I, Oscar, every time I talk to you, I just love it more and more. I just, <laughs> I just hear your dad in you, it's quality. <laughs> That uh, makes well, mine sound boring. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll beat you, Wazza, because um, I, I will go for a traditional uh, British roast dinner. Uh, um, beef, like medium medium to uh, to well done with all the trimmings, apart from cauliflower cheese. Anyone that has cauliflower cheese on their roast dinner is a wrong one. <laughs> Oh, the, this sort of thing always gets people going in the uh, in the chat as not, well. Not my uh, big fan of a roast dinner, me as uh, as I'm sure you could tell. It helps me maintain this sort of physique. Uh, Greg's got involved. Evening, Greg. Hope you're well. I would go for a pudding, something like a cheesecake. Uh, interesting, Shell. Uh, who else have we got waiting in the lobby? It's the fans' favourite. He's back after a couple of episodes missing, although. Legend has it he was in the lobby the other night and I just didn't notice him to invite him in halfway through the episode. Welcome back to Fools, Ben. Hello, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Good, good to be on. Good to be on. Yes, it's it's shaping up to be a really positive episode, this one, Ben. I bet you're looking forward to it. Oh, you know, I'm just looking forward to some football again. Um, I know it's not been the summer we hoped for, but I do miss football not being on the telly and I, I do enjoy excitement of a new season so it's just around the corner i can't wait and your choice of a last meal um it would be thick cut chips like um beer battered chips with uh spare ribs but proper spare ribs not that shit you get in the microwave in the packet that just falls apart you know like proper barbecue spare ribs with like barbecue sauce just dripping all over and going over the chips as well a full rack i mean a proper rack of ribs interesting interesting and a beer uh, I would love to to hang about and chat, but we still have four more panelists to invite onto this episode. Uh, let's start with the next up on my screen, and that is Young Rich. Evening, mate. Evening, boys. How are we doing tonight? Very, very well. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. You're part of the uh, travelling committee to Colchester. You looking forward to it? Um. Looking forward. <laughs> nice um, and positive, Rich. No, no. To be fair, I hate. I just don't like. Everyone hates Colchester away. Yeah, don't, they? don't like. Don't like going to Colchester. I don't know how I got dragged into it, but yeah, no. <laughs> either side of it, you know. I think from football side of things, obviously, like Ben just said, it's not been the transfer window like we were hoping for, and also it's a disgusting drive. Thankfully, I'm not driving. But um, yeah, it's a disgusting journey to to Colchester. So, um, but yes, I'm I'm going up there, and all we can do is uh, hope and hope. pray that we can get a, get a result from them. Um, your consideration for a last meal? I bet this is going to be something exquisite. There's definitely some caviar or some swan involved. <laughs> swan? Nah, do you know what? I've had I've had like you know 
uh, that kind of fancy meal shit before. But and, and you know what? I don't really like it to be honest. Yeah, um, so what are the people? Aren't you rich? I, 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 I <laughs> like common my food, man, mate. Honestly, I like my food simple. I like fajitas. I like you know just I chicken, anything chicken. Like my last meal, I probably have like a chicken curry, like a uh, chicken madras, like a little bit of heat to mine. Uh, and uh, I like a dessert as well, like sort of thing. And uh, this is where I probably will go a little bit more fancy. Uh, Mississippi mud pie. Okay. Nice. Bang. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I had to I had to throw that one in there. I haven't had that in so long. Um, wow. No, Outside, do they uh, offer Mississippi uh, mud pie at Colchester? <laughs> no, no way near as fancy up in, here in North Essex. We've got mud, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, uh, Rob, Rob is speaking for the nation, I think, when he says, big panel tonight, hope Mark doesn't trigger them all. <laughs> I, I'm with you on the cauliflower cheese, by the way, Mark. Fuck cauliflower cheese. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Language. Sorry. Sorry. That's Oscar. fine. It's absolutely fine. It's got nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, that's all right then. That's good. And also, Next he's up. just the one who wants to use his last meals or weapons, so I don't think he can worry too much. Yeah. True, yeah. He came that's on true. to attack the police. <laughs> he, he really thought about What are they going to do about it? What are they going to do about it? Arrest me. <laughs> See, he's thought of all this. You know? Next God, up, geez. a man who I'm sure loves cauliflower cheese on his roast dinner. Evening, Nick. Evening, five feet. Evening, chaps. All okay? Very well, thank you, mate. Yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah, good. Funnily enough, uh, we went out for a family meal on Sunday. Of course you did. Of course we did. That was a special one with all the family there. Okay. And had roast beef <laughs> and That's cauliflower funny. cheese. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and how was it? Yeah. Spot on. Really, really good. I had a great day. Yeah, loved it. Good, good. And uh, your choice of a last meal, sir? Mine would be um, a great big bowl of paella, providing I was in Barcelona to eat it. Barcelona. That would be ideal. Paella in Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, Two more, and then we could get on with the chat. Let's go with the man who snuck in for about five seconds before I dropped him back into the lobby. Evening, Gary. How are you, pal? Evening, all. I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Welcome back. Good to good to see you. Week before the season starts. Oh, buzzing for it. Buzzing for it. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> have you uh, have you given much thought to your final meal? Yes, I'm going to go for toad in a hole with baked oh, beans and mashed potato. Classic, Ooh, nice, and no cauliflower cheese on roast. No, <laughs> just throwing yeah. that one out there as well. Yeah, love it. And uh, we have one final fall. Uh, it wouldn't be the lead up to the new season without the opportunity to say hello and good evening to Woody the coach. How are you, good mate? Evening. Good evening. How are we? Very, very well, mate. All yourself? together now. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. My last meal's changed about 12 times in listening to you. <laughs> um, but I'll first address a couple of issues. Rich, getting dragged into it. Let me go with the conversation. Rich, I might go to Colchester. Yeah, if you go, mate, I'll go with you. Rich, I've booked my ticket for Colchester. Yeah, okay, I'll go. I'm not sure where the dragging into it has come in, <laughs> come in there. Um, 
Um, I forgot you were thing... on tonight, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing, anybody who chooses roast dinner at all as a preference should be shot. Um, the most overrated, <laughs> overrated meal ever. Um, and if I have to eat it, yes, I do have cauliflower cheese with it because it actually gets rid of any stupid blandness to it. And um, only if the only reason it's such a nice meal to everybody is because we're British. That's the only reason it's nice. Anywhere else in the world, they'd hate it. Nobody else in the world chooses Harry, roast dinner. No class, no when, class. <laughs> when did you get sand in your mangina? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh dear. dear me. Uh, even me. At the same it, time, you lost your masculinity putting any well done near beef. Um, <laughs> the, um, yes, very true, that. Very true, that, Woody. Yes. Um, so, la- my last meal then, um, it has changed a few times, but actually, Nick brought back some memories of when I went to Barcelona and had a paella in the middle of a Spanish fiesta with a Ooh, massive yeah, yeah. pan that was about 10 foot wide. It was huge. And I think I actually think there's been nowhere in the world where I've gone. I would go. I would pay to get on a plane to go back there again. So I think I'm actually going to go with Nick on that one um, nice. as well. I, I went through curry. I went through gyros. I went through kebab. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went through Chinese, and then and then Nick Nick got me with a paella. Nice, like a, nice. around the world in eighty days with you. Uh, exactly, with you. mate. Exactly, mate. That's, that's basically <laughs> an every week cuisine for me. <laughs> Uh, good evening to Michelle. Uh, has Ben gone all shy all of a sudden? No, um, he's having a late dinner. So he came on to say hello. He's gone to eat his dinner and he'll be back on shortly. He didn't feel everyone wanted to watch him eating, uh, I believe. Uh, Joe's got involved in the intro questions. Good evening, Joe. Hope you're well. Uh, to be fair, Fifey, I think um, I think everybody would have wanted to see the whole rice and ketchup. So <laughs> Nobody wants Just to see rice and ketchup. Nobody does. <laughs> Joe's gone avocado prawn, pine nut and mango salad. How am I so curvy? I want a nice glass of Chateau Neuf de Pap. It's the avocado, with. Joe, just to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Archer, on the other hand, uh, again, man of the people, as he is, simply uh, has gone, oh, why is it taking so long to flash up on the screen? Fillet steak, Rossini, medium, rare. Decent. Yeah. Gets the Wazza seal of approval. Yeah, that's very good, that. We've managed to do 20 minutes and not really chat any football at all. Well done, guys. Very proud of you all. Oh, and it does look like Ben may have finished his dinner. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. That was quick, rice. (laughs) Oh, no. Do you know what? It was was like a burger crouton. My mum had made it. So I had some vegetables. And the vegetables were like soaked in soy sauce and really crispy and really nice. And it was like, a, no, it's not only cauliflower cheese. No, it's no oh. cauliflower cheese. But it was there was cauliflower and there was broccoli, and there was like burger meat. So you got your normal burger meat in like a crouton. So it was a bit like a beef Wellington, um, and it was really tasty and had that a bit. If anyone ever describes us as Socrem again, I'm just going to show them this intro. <laughs> Let's say, try telling us. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're late 90s, soccer, we might get a lot more viewers. I'll give you quite a good that. Can I be Lovejoy? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with the matter at hand. Uh, season starts on Saturday, as we've said, with the trip to Colchester. Sai is here uh, to give us the lowdown on what we can expect. And you were saying off camera, um, and you started to kind of mention it in, in your intro bit, you're, you're feeling a bit confident, particularly after the uh, acquisitions of a couple of talented youngsters on loan. Yeah, so the intro bit's completely gone. There's so much food being talked about. I haven't got a clue where we are now. So, yeah, uh, football. Um, yeah, round thing. Run around a pitch, don't we? Yeah, no, all joking aside, coach, yes, for once, yeah, I think we've had a really positive pre-season. We did a lot of business last January in who we signed. Like, Matty J came on, Connor Hall came along, and players like that came in January and two IP contracts. So this summer, I think we've really got rid of some, trimmed the squad and bought in a few lone players maybe strengthen where we're not sure if we're going to get players or where injuries are going to be and gone from there really and um from what you saw the back end of last season uh in terms of style and style of play etc does that excite you or, or are you concerned or or what's what was the overall feeling at the end of the season leading into this preseason so i think obviously last season we had such a mixed bag of what we were doing we started yeah. off rain brown then See, Bloomfield came along, reunited everyone's hopes and buggered off back to Wickham, where I hope he fails miserably. And obviously, Garner's come in, who, so when I spoke to you guys about what you thought of him, it was very much a mixed bag of love-hate relationship you guys seem to have with him. And a lot of people, I think, did say in the end that it's more, now he's gone, you realise what you had, now he's sort of gone kind of thing. And yeah, he's really come along, he set his style We've played pre-season this year the same way against every team. Normally, we pick and choose, change players all over the place. Don't know who's playing where. This year, we've come along. He's got his style. We're playing out, relaxed, out from the back football. If you imagine you ordered Man City from Wish, <laughs> see what's going to turn up kind of thing. It's there, but it's not quite as polished and not quite as flowing, etc. That's what we'll see what we're going for. And... Yeah, no, it's a new guy that fit in well. We've had a really strong pre-season. We've only lost once, and that was the West Ham 11. And that was with our sort of second 11, if you like. And other than that, we made Orient look extremely poor on Saturday. If anyone's heard Richie Wellens' post-match interview, it is absolutely hilarious. Because he blames pretty much everything. The players, the ball, the pitch, the referee. But not himself, though. That's a good thing. He doesn't blame himself, so can't go wrong with that. And um, oh well, I did actually see. Did he not get booked in that in that friendly as well? Yes, he got booked. Um, but he thinks he shouldn't have done. He thinks the referee should have been chilled off. But apparently, <laughs> him telling the referee to fuck off twice is acceptable. <laughs> His player telling the referee to f off and then clapping the referee's face is also meant to be acceptable. So yeah, he got booked, and one of their players got sent off for two yellow cards in the space of five seconds. First one he got booked for, gobbling off, and then he clapped the referee's face. The referee was like, right, okay, mate, see you later. And sent him off. And, uh, yeah, I know obviously people say that's pre-season, that shouldn't happen. But fair play to the referee. He really did like show where he stood. It was fair across the board. And if that's a standard referee in the season, and they are cutting down the set, I'll be really happy to see it. Did you see the... Um... The, the directive that's come out that they're changing about the timings and there'll be more additional more additional time. What's your thoughts on that? So, I think it does make sense, but we're going to end up doing the stupid thing that had the World Cup where you've got like 90 plus or 15 and, and all that. 
I just feel nowadays, with the amount of technology that's out there, there must be a way they can link the scoreboards to the referee's watch. A bit like they do in rugby, where if he stops his watch, the scoreboard stops, especially when it's on TV or in the stand. That way, you haven't got this ridiculous, oh, 90 minutes is up. Then obviously, oh, 15 minutes extra time or whatever they're going to do. You know, if you know, okay, watch the stop. So a lot of the game obviously is taking longer than 45 minutes. The clock is just showing 45 minutes. I think fans understand where we are a little bit more. For the moment, it's just all guesswork. And also, there's very much what one referee might count as ball being out of play or I've got to stop the time here. It's still very much in their their decision-making of what they deem as out of play, excessive time-wasting, etc. Um, so you, you jokingly described it as Man City from Wish. What... From what you've seen in pre-season, what can we expect to come up against? Um, so I think you'll come up against a relaxed, confident team on the ball who are very confident just playing the ball around, waiting for an opening. We don't tend to force play anymore. We're very much more relaxed. We'll pass it around, drag players out of position, look for where it's going to go then looks to play the killer pass in to run onto or wire players then play into the box. And whereas before ball. previously, we've been terrible at, oh my God, I've got the ball. Hoof. Oh, they've got the ball. Oh, we've got the ball back. Let's hoof it back up. Kind of, that we didn't need yeah. a midfield for about three seasons. But <laughs> yeah, so this is all, all completely changed. And now we're playing nice football. And yet, mistakes will get made. We're going to try and play it for the back. It will get intercepted at times and people's we'll see goals from it. But I think the fans as a whole will appreciate what's going on and how we're trying to play. We can see what we're trying to bring across. Where, I mean, be careful if you want, because it's well known that all the big wigs at Swindon Town watch this. But uh, where would you say your danger men are that we should be worried about? Yeah. So, so you've got the likely candidates of, the VDA up front, which is mm-hmm. right, quite live while we're over the place. See, Nico uh, Lawrence, we signed from Southampton, centre back, we play back three. He's very calm, collects the ball, very strong in the air, knows his stuff. But I think we've, I know everyone thinks this about their own team, but I generally do feel we've got threats all over the park, okay. and it's not necessarily one star man. I think heart back almost how Germany were, they won the World Cup. They weren't. Yep. Didn't have one or two amazing players. They just had a team of hard-working players that do the basics well. And that, I feel, is what Garner's trying to produce. And that is what is starting to come out. Um, it's one of those things, I know nothing's won in pre-season. Mm-hmm. And I, I just hope we haven't peaked too soon and we've seen the best football all season. <laughs> before we even start season. That would be shit for you if you've, if you've seen the best football in pre-season. Oh, no, we've had that before. So... Yeah, just when you think things can't get any worse, they sometimes do manage to put it out of the bag. But no, this year is going to be different. We are going to finish, I feel, between 8th and 12th in the league. I've okay. got the confidence we're going to actually push on and make something of it this year. I just hope, with the low players we've brought in, none of them are recalled if their teams are having poor seasons. Mm-hmm. We don't get any massive injuries. And Garner doesn't get whisked away if you know the team in League One, for example, doing poorly and they think they can nick him and take him up and you think he can do a job up there you know if money's right he may think he's going to go so there's lots of unvariables unknown in football injuries etc so of course yeah at the moment i'm happy we're good we're in a nice place 
And, you know, it's double-edged playing you guys first game of the season. It's good in respect to the fact, you know, we can get off the nice, good start, three points, happy days, move on to the next game. But obviously, the bad side being about, I get coming here early and then I don't get to see you again. Oh, um, I'm sure we'll almost certainly get yeah. drawn each other in the uh, in the FA Cup first round or something. I said, do we get? Oh yeah, we do get that. Far. That's, that's, there's only one round in the FA Cup, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we never we never play league sides in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I appreciate that that you won't have necessarily an in depth intricate knowledge of all things STFC, but the flip question to the previous. Uh, is there is there anything about Swindon that concerns you? Is is the obvious answer to that, Charlie Austin? Yeah. To be fair, I didn't realise Swindon was still around. It's been you've been so quiet on everything, really. So I didn't even know. Yeah. Which is good to see. If you guys weren't continuously tweeting about stuff, you know. Well, like live shows. Banned, if, well, not yeah, that. But if Ben got banned from Twitter, I wouldn't know Swindon Town still existed at times. But yeah. mate, if Ben got banned from Twitter, I wouldn't know Swindon Town existed. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, I just feel sometimes you put a lot of pressure on Charlie Austin. Is in everyone knows him, even casual maybe football followers who don't necessarily know much about League One, League Two, know who he is and what he's about. And so you've you've got the threat there. I think what you guys are going to pose problems to teams this season, potentially us, is because you have been so quiet. You've kind of gone under a lot of people's radar. I think a lot of people yeah. have almost written you off before you've even started. Yeah. So maybe because the, because the pressure's off, maybe that's where you're going to actually benefit. It's the fact, you know, you talk to your, listen to your fan base. You're like, oh God, if we get 23rd, we've done well kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so what, it wouldn't surprise me if some of our fans did say if we got 23rd, we've done well. Yeah. Yeah, so that, and that's the kind of thing, you know, team, there's always a team like that that you think, oh my God, they're going to be pushed over, we're going to do fine against them. Suddenly, next thing you know, they're well away and up you go. And there's still quite a lot of transfer window open. And all we necessarily need is maybe one player to spark, come in, spark, and just pull, attract new players or just kick on other players in your squad or younger players. You know, anything could happen. There's lots of variables in effect of who can come in. So you, you, you've got the goalkeeper. Everyone, you know, says now you know goalkeeper's your first attacker, your last defender, and they say maybe you can just build from that and push forward. I always, I always think positive of you guys. Yeah, I remember a couple of seasons ago I came on, I was the only positive ones thinking you're not going to do well. You're not negative, so somebody yeah. has to be. <laughs> um, you said that you're predicting a sort of eighth to twelfth place finish this year. What what does represent a good season for Colchester in your opinion? What is success? So, obviously, if you go by what is football and success, you've got to look at promotional playoffs. Mm-hmm. But with our current, how we've been the last few seasons and what's happened and what's been going on, I think if we can get to Christmas and we're looking the right end of the table, we're not literally having to worry about what the team's doing and going on down there. We're not involved in a relegation scrap. That will be a successful season and the start of something we can build on to move forward because I think if you don't put the five foundations down we're not really going to be able to push on and build successfully for the future so yeah I think yeah worst case if we finish about 15th but they gave it a good go play play some good football fans would be happy 
And you, although uh, you, you correctly mentioned that uh, although the season starts this weekend, the window, as Swindon seems to be playing it, is open till September the 1st. Uh, what else would you like to see Colchester add to the squad? Oh, so this, is, this is a tough one. So, potentially a striker, just because I think we're going to rely on the younger lads quite a bit. We've got see Hoffman Tavide who are getting on a little bit. Not Tavide, sorry. Akindi who get on a bit. Mm-hmm. And then Tavide and Ivanhoe are coming through from... Tavide came through last season. Bradley's going to come through this season. We haven't got any middle ground of like... We've got older strikers experienced, young strikers who have got the pace and can lead, but it's not fair maybe making them lead the line. Yeah. Bringing someone in in the middle of that range to potentially sort of help the, the front pairing. And then it really depends who, who goes. But I think we've got enough younger players in our reserves and who are going to be in the fringe players this season to actually come in and step up if players do go. The main ones everyone's worried about leaving is no Chilvers and also Junior Chamadou to potentially Stoke. Mm-hmm. We've just signed another goalkeeper. So now we've got four goalkeepers. We've actually got the same amount of goalkeepers as we have strikers. So that's quite <laughs> interesting. Um, turn that's, of that's, that's one way of doing it tactically, I suppose. So, yeah, I think we're going to be very much led now on who goes, if anybody, and where potentially we may have knocks or niggles. Everyone did get very excited about us in McCurdy's potential coming to us. And, you know, that was really getting the fan base buzzing. That obviously never came off just to see what happens with his condition that was found. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy with the squad. Some people want striker, potentially a right wing back. But personally, I think we've got enough in the bag to cover any eventuality. Okay, um, I'm going to bring you back in in just a second to have a look at the league wider because um, I am conscious of the time and and you having other responsibilities this evening. But I just want to, if I can do this correctly, get Ben up on the screen um, because Ben is, I believe, the only fool unable to attend Friday's live show. Um, he's the only one missing from the cast list. Uh, but you oh, are going guys. to Colchester, Ben. So what are you expecting? I am. I am. I'm going to Colchester. I'm taking the um, uh, Freddy's first away game and Jack's coming with me. We're getting the travel club. We're going to brave the A12. We know it's going to be close. So it's expecting about a five-hour trip. So it's going to be a long way there. Um, uh, you know, I'm expecting Colchester to be uh, 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 your typical Bengana side. Sai, the way he spoke, spoke of a typical Bengala side, so they're going to have most possession. They're going to be patient. Uh, they're going to have, like, ball-playing centre-halves, and they're going to look to play um, through uh, through the middle, and they're going to try and play through our back line as well. Um, I, think, um, I think it's going to be a game that's going to be... Uh, I don't think there's going to be chances. I don't think it's going to be too open. I think both teams are going to fill their way. Um, you know, a bit, a bit of a slow, slow early sort of break into the season. I think it's going to be like a one niller either way, really. Uh, I hope it came to Swindon. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, probably not the most entertaining, but it's going to be quite a, uh, um, it's going to be a solid start. Um, obviously, there was much delight over the weekend, uh, beating Plymouth and then the 
the thought that we were supposedly getting free players today, which hasn't materialised. Um, I know that the the positive fan in you will say that they probably have signed, but they'll get it won't get announced till tomorrow because our social media guys have to finish their work on Microsoft Paint. But uh, yeah, that's what I called it. At, at, this, uh, <laughs> at, at this at this exact moment in time, if if we go to Colchester with the squad as it is, how confident are you? I think it'll go as, as exactly as I as I explained it. I think it'll be a tight game. I think it'll be not a game of lots and lots and lots of chances. And I think it'll either be a set play, which will probably mean we'll score because Bengala teams don't score many set plays, um, or it'll be, um, or they'll, they'll they'll nick it one 0 I fully expect most of the running be by Colchester, but Bengala does. It's like he's going to have sixty to sixty-five percent possession. That's what his teams do. Um, but I think we've got enough there. I think we've got enough defenders. Uh, barely enough, but we, we can really? play three. <laughs> we've got well, we've got three centre backs, so we can play all three of them. Um, that's what I mean. Um, so it's going to be a little bit patched up. I'm fully expecting to has have signings before the game, <clears throat> but I think it'll probably be the exact same lineup as we had on Saturday, uh, which was an encouraging performance. To be fair, we all thought we'd get tanked and. Uh, we beat a very strong Plymouth by scoring some wonderful goals. I am really looking forward to watching Kemp because apparently he, he lit up the field um, on uh, on Saturday. I didn't go, so I'm li- li- really interested to hear the views of uh, some of the uh, uh, the fools that did go and what their views and how they thought that Kemp played and how the team gelled. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing on midfield three as well. Um, I think um, I, I think Kinsella is a smart signing. Um yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, there's parts of the team I really, really like. It's just threadbare. Um, so, uh, I, I, yeah, my prediction is exactly the same one the other way if we go with exactly the same team that we've got now. Um, it hasn't always been the case, but in more recent years, Swindon fans seem very um, pro former players playing for opposition clubs. So, should Ellis be on the pitch? Do you expect him to get a standing applause from the travelling fans? Uh, Ian Dollar, <laughs> I Andalo. Um, yeah, no, I think I Andalo deserves. He doesn't deserve any grief. I think he's always been a, a um, you know, he's been with us was it eight years or so. So uh, I, I think he'll get a good clap, and I think he'll pull back. I think Ben Garner will get some stick, um, and rightly should do the way he, uh, the way he left. Um, but yeah, I think any players on the pitch. I think I think Garner will get a bit of boo, but. You know, I, I wish I, I wish more players were right. I, 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 I wish nothing but success for in, in, in Iandolo, just not whilst we're playing. Um, Arch has come in on you asking for feedback on the, on the weekend. They played decent football on Saturday. I nearly didn't go, but I'm glad I did. Was very surprised. Um, and Joe asking, uh, is that a Star Wars themed shelf behind Ben? I did. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm back living at mum and dad. So every every time when I'm going with kids, I, I just take a little bit more. And I've got my Star Wars collection, my Lego Star Wars Lego collection. I bought back with me. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll make yeah, way. I was going to say you literally parked yeah. yourself right in front of it. I've got I've got Yoda in the bottom corner over there, and I've got you you the Lego heads, which. It's it, it's a staple. What do I buy Ben for Christmas or his birthday? I don't know. I'll buy him a Star Wars leg ahead. That will keep him occupied. I'm that sort of age. What you get him? They just get me that. Um, 
Yeah, and no, well, do you know what? It feels that it. I'm one of these people though with Lego, and you get like that. You you can't put it down and it's done. I don't know if any other fools have other than like that, or they've just outgrown Lego, and I haven't. But it's just like when you start it, I don't want to put it down until it's done. So I'm there for hours, just like I used to really annoy Sarah because I put a little bucket, a tub for Lego bits on, and she's trying to watch TV, and all she can hear is me raking through Lego in a box. It's like, oh, oh. Um, let me, uh, let me open the question up quickly. Uh, if I change the layout, if this works, hopefully. Probably after he's watched kick out. Um, guys, have you all outgrown Lego, or are you, or are you well involved with it still? Was never into it in the first place. Oh, dude. Yeah. My uh, my seven year old has outgrown Lego. To be fair, so. Yeah. Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Oscar's outgrown Lego. Have you, Oscar? Yeah, Lego is just like it's basically where like you don't have the like enough innovative brain to put your mind to paper. Like all you can do is use these tiny little building blocks and like try and create something you know you can't in real life. It's just a bit sad, to be honest. Thanks, Kim. All right, Kim, Oscar. Thanks, Kim. Absolutely owned. I was just trying to, yeah. try to bring you in there, mate. But, yeah, you, cheers for that, buddy. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, is grown up, Lego. I'm not doing, like, little Barbie and Ken doll. Uh, buddy, he's grown up, Lego. <laughs> That's why it's worse. One day, so you look at it, not Lego you play with. like that to the wrong guy. What? But don't worry, this time <laughs> it's only Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump it. I'll jump. I'll defend it. it. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, thank you, Sarge. Do you know what? The, I'll come to Colchester Saturday and we'll talk about some Lego. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that um, Ultimate Collector Edition Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I got that. I went in hospital. Oh, have you? Appendix out. Yeah, so I had my appendix out, and obviously not while I was online. I was going, oh, let's have a look. I've got what my I fancy doing this, and it says high morphine. Next thing I know, this massive box turns up from Smiths, and it turns oh, out man. to be that Lego set. And I was like, how oh, is well, it? Well, how is it you went into hospital to have your appendix out and came out of a Lego Falcon? I went to have my appendix out and came out of a second life-saving operation. <laughs> Maybe it's one See, of those, yeah, no, look, Lego. And... See? It's mine. <laughs> he loves it. Nothing wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong with Lego. Exactly. Yeah, I know, well, Thomas. Oscar did go two-footed in there. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Austin <laughs> behind as well. I was just trying to bring in the conversation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I don't think Rob's I'm comment got the attention it deserved either. So yeah, we know Oscar's behind Max. Going down the Lego. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can do this. Look at my Lego stadiums. That's Wembley. Oh. That um, camp now, and then obviously, God, I'm going to run out of room here, aren't I? Because I've got like, yeah, we'll see that in Colchester Stadium. Nice. Oh, mate, so, awesome. Hey, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 to call you. <laughs> you get a huge bit of Lego Brick Stadium anyway, so you've actually got one. It's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's very... about a little random tour of my room there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good evening to Claire. Hope you're well. Who says, Claire, I'm going to do you a favour. Claire, Claire please... George McEachran. George McEachran. Just for please you, to... George McEachran. Pleased that we have signed a player whose name shouldn't throw up any problems in pronunciation for Ben. If you like George McEachran, uh, you're going to be happy, Ben, again, when you see Kemp play. First impressions, ben. busy, tidy, hardworking, honest player. Ben, have you, no have you not learnt anything since the Wellens era? What do you mean? Never fall in love with a lone player. Yeah, that's it. I said that to, I said that in the group. Um, no, who did I say it to? It wasn't the group. 
It was oh, friend of the fools. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember him. Anyway, he's got oh, he's an amazing player. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, I'll find it in a minute. And um, he's got oh, he's amazing. He's going to go in January. He's off. And that's what I've got. To, as far as I'm concerned, Kemp is a five-month loan. And if there's anything more, it's a bonus. In, in my mind, he's leaving me in January. So <laughs> if he stays longer, brilliant. Well, at least you can't get your heart broken, Ben, once you've jumped to that conclusion already. Yeah, well, that's it. You, 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 you expect the worst. You can't be disappointed. That's something ben, you do learn by being a Swindon fan. <laughs> ben, you make loan signings sound like that film Holidate. <laughs> <laughs> What he is, isn't he? He's like a he's, he's like an autumn romance, then he pisses off at Christmas, never to be seen again. He goes oh, back says, to MK Dons. I had mine out and got a ghetto blaster in an England tracksuit. In fairness, though, it's because my mum thought I was trying to blag a day off and felt so guilty she tried to make me go to school. All, all the stories about the appendixes. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, Sai, coming back to you, if I may. Um, uh, and I won't put you back on solo layout. I'm just trying new things as it's pre-season. Let me just put you in the middle of the screen. Um, away from Swindon and Colchester, um, we did a preview show with fans of other clubs uh, on Friday, and I asked them this question. Who's your dark horses, both at the top and bottom end? So not the, the obvious names, but any uh, possible surprise packages at both ends of the table? I think Grimsby are going to be the surprise package of the season. I think they've gone about their transfer business very well, very early, very specific to the players they wanted. Seems to have been building a little good squad there. And, yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing about the fact you can swap my appendix. I, mean, I wish I could have done. I had to pay for the bloody thing. As in the Lego, not the appendix. So, <laughs> lost my, lost my, I completely lost my train of thought here, haven't I? It's all so... Yeah, I think Grimsby are going to be dark horse to actually do better than maybe some people are expecting. And I also, I know obviously everyone's going about Rex on this, Rex on that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind taking an outside punt on Parkinson's who won the first manager sacked. So I think if Rex are doing poorly by October, November time, they're going to suddenly feel the pressure and be like, right, see, we need someone that's going to steady this ship because they're expecting to piss this league. And they're yeah. going to come into a very, very shocking situation. So I think they're going to struggle. I generally I, think I, they're going to struggle. I've done that in my predictions. I've not got Wrexham up near the top. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Wholeheartedly agree. I think Wrexham will finish surprisingly lower down than a lot of people think. And I don't think going to America helped them for their pre-season at all. Financially and, you know, for this sort of social side of it and the publicity, fantastic. But Preparing for life back in the football league, maybe not. Notts County will finish higher than this year. That's kind of given to me. Um, yeah. Relegation-wise, I don't. I don't really. I think it's a tough one to call because if you put Emmanuel anywhere at the moment, it's going to be Crawley dropping because they mm -hmm. seem to be buying their way to relegation. The first team ever to pay their way into the national league. Yeah. But again, he needs to put some respect on Ronan Darcy's name. He's going to keep them up himself. Yeah, the fact you're playing, all your fans were like, oh, you've actually given some money for him, thank you. And, you know, and stuff like that kind of doesn't sell it too much. But again, it's one of those that you kind of write them off and straight away they start banging out results and who knows what's going to happen. So I think it's going to be quite tight down the bottom and tight at the top, really. I think it's going to be a fair few teams either way. Come Easter time, you're probably looking at 
12 to 1 are going to potentially go up and 12 to bottom potentially going to go down. It's going to be that tight this year. I think it's going to be, this is going to be the best league in the fourth, the top divisions of England this season. Yeah, forget your uh, forget your Harlands, your Salas and, and all these other big names. League 2 seems to be the place that's uh, got the most interesting looking race for the golden boot this year as well. Uh, you've got a... Who are you fancying for that before the ball's kick, so? Oh, God, that's a tough one, isn't it? It's, it's a yeah. big one in League Two, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Again, it depends on how they fire. I could see Notts County producing a lot of goals this year. If they can bring on, obviously, than they were last year with their lack of penalties and obviously setting from the counties. But, yeah, I don't, don't really know. I would like to say it's going to be John Akendi on 36 goals. But <laughs> no, that may be very wishful thinking. No, yeah, I really don't. I really don't know. No, I couldn't. I couldn't put a name to that. I think it's just so many people that potentially could be there and thereabout. Um, looking across the league, has there been has there been any one or two transfers that caught your eye elsewhere in the division that you thought, you know, well, that's a stunning bit of business? I think obviously McGoldrick going across the Notts County. I mean, that was quite a, obviously that was a one out of nowhere. For me, I know a lot of people said, oh, yeah, we saw that coming out, so where he's looking to go. But I think he's going to be him, Matty, Longstaff yeah, together. He's he's uh, he's still very, very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would take him a coach after any day of the week. So, not um, knocking where he's gone. But, no, I don't think it'd be some clever transfers, not necessarily some big, amazing transfers. I think a lot of teams have this season have come in with a very much a transfer strategy and gone, right, we want this, we want that, gone players of that elk. However, there also has been a lot of issues with the fact that certain teams throwing money around that are losing out. Even league, some League 2 clubs, sorry, League 1 clubs, so they've lost out to League 2 clubs and transfers because the amount of money being spent down there. So it's going to take a little bit of time to iron that out and see where it goes. I was like, even we got a surprise when Omar actually went to Salford from us. Mm-hmm. That was quite a shock. Until it came out, he wasn't signing, wasn't interested in signing contracts and we got offered some money for us we took it so i think it's always unless you're actually really involved with the club knowing who's going and why they're going and who's going to where so yeah it'd be interesting to see what if someone starts poorly someone like wrexham if they do do a lot of emergency buying come the end of august and that's why i think some clubs could lose good players for stupid money just because they're desperate to get a certain type of player in yeah no absolutely Absolutely. It's certainly uh, shaping up to be an interesting season. I uh, just saw as the as the body part remo- and organ removal wars is going on in the chat. Thomas there, I just flashed that one up. All this talk about the appendix when I had my when I had half my stomach removed because of sepsis, the best thing I got was a Jan Argafjortov cushion cover. Um, imagine what you would have got almost if it was worth a full it. stomach, I suppose. They're almost worth it. <laughs> almost worth it. Uh, and Mish, I can see your comment there as well about Lavinia. We will be coming on to that shortly. Um, but Ben, Sai, I'm going to put you head to head. As I said, you're the uh, Ben. You're the only fool not currently scheduled to be there on Friday. Uh, and Sai, of course, uh, as our resident Colchester expert, can I have score predictions from you both, please? I will start with Sai as the home club. Three one win. Three one win. Confident start for Colchester, Ben. Is Freddie going to uh, enjoy his first away day? Yeah, I'm gonna. I said one 0 away win. I'm going to be positive and say one 0 Swindon Town, Kentry kick. There we go. Uh, lovely stuff. Um, so, just one more thing uh, before you go, if that's okay. Um, 
we do once we finish talking Colchester, we're doing our pre-season predictions. And uh, I've had a look at the average positional placement of Colchester based on the fools that submitted their uh, their predictions. We've got you to finish 17th. Um, now, you were obviously suggesting you're hoping for higher than that. But if I offered you 17th now, would you take it? Yes, as long as the position doesn't tell the whole story and the build-up of how we're playing, the foundations for the squad, the backroom staff, etc., are all in place ready to take forward next year. Because okay. although it's not a great position, it's improvement from last season and also it will show we are heading in the right direction if things on the pitch and off the pitch are in the right place. Okay, lovely. Uh, si, thank you as always for your time. If you do get the chance to see the likes of Ben or Rich or Woody on Saturday, uh, please do uh, give them a, a hello and we'll see if we can uh, grab some pictures for socials as well. Um, with the exception of Saturday and when you come to visit us, uh, good luck this season. Yeah, thank you. And to you guys, I'm sure once you get a few signs in, you'll do much better than you're all predicting. And 23rd will be a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Hope you see something Saturday. Cheers, bye-bye. Okay, well, Sai. Always, always enjoy having Sai on with Fools. Uh, but that brings it to, to Swindon chat. And uh, I'm going to start with the, with the comment from uh, Michelle. Um, am I the only one who thinks if Lavs goes, it will be a huge mistake? There is a bloody good player there. Now, I normally throw these straight out to the panel, but I'm going to actually go in on this one first because, unsurprisingly, I have an opinion. Uh, mm. And I've made it very, very clear. Um, I, I rate Lavinia. I think he is a very, very good player. I think he's one of the few players we've got with actual sell value. Um, and I think we, I personally think he's a better player than Hutton, but Hutton will get the number one spot in that position because of what he did last season in terms of assists. Um, if we are using him as a make weight to bring in another player, I think we are seriously losing out. Um, and, and that's my personal opinion. I, I understand the business logic of it, but it does make me question other things if it's got to the point where we're having to do it in that way. Um, that's my personal opinion on on, on that. Um, does anyone disagree and think it it's per, it makes perfect sense to do this deal if it is as rumoured? I was just, I was just going to say quickly. I I think in turn from the rumour of the player that we're looking to bring in, mm -hmm. and obviously this is just a rumour at this point, yeah. but. Uh, it seems as if that this guy that we're looking to bring in is a free agent. Now, I know a lot of people saying that, obviously, well, you shouldn't have to be paying for free agents and stuff like that. Obviously, the new rule is if they're under the age of 24. You've got Forest to... Forest Green offered him uh, a deal, so they're due compensation. Yeah, so they're due compensation. In that type of deal, I would not be swapping or putting a player... Of Lavinier's stature, well, not Lavinier's stature, standard. but standard as part of that deal. That just seems crazy to me. I just, uh, why would you do that? You're you're paying compensation for a free agent. Just pay the money. 
because if uh, depends on how much Lavinia is actually worth to them. I mean, how much this guy's worth. Like, do you so know what I mean? again, we we don't know how much of this is true, but the numbers that you're seeing consistently banded about is we're due to pay Forest Green 140k apparently, right? In compensation for this guy, they're giving us 70k for Lavinia. Right. So yeah, we're still exactly. paying them another uh, 70k back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So is can that I... all that? Is that all that Lavinia's worth? Oh, no. I don't know. Can I can I put a little caveat in there? Um, I think there's if I was Lavinia, it might be a possibility that I might want to go because I'm not guaranteed a starting spot and I'm good enough. Um, so if he's gone, look, I'm not going to start. Let me go, and this could be an option where it's a kind of a win-win. Um, but I would be like, I want to play right back. I got paid at you paid me centre back all all summer. I, you paid me left back like last last season. I'm a right back. Play me right back, and we've got Hutton there. So I'll be well. Move me on then. So yeah, no, that's be, probably that I would imagine something like that. I you know that that's, my, that is an excellent excellent point actually there Ben. Um, the flip side possibly, and again we we're purely speculating on this. Mm. Um, Nick, I'll, I'll ask you that. If we get into, say, game two or three, so we're in the middle of August and Hutton has started well again, there is a bigger price tag on Hutton at the moment. And if some of us believe that Lavinia is actually a better player, would we be better cashing in on Hutton and maybe missing out on the Forest Green centre-back? Oh, um, that's a real difficult shout, Fifey. I think... If we got really good money for Hutton, <clears throat> you've got to give it serious consideration. Um, <clears throat> ideally, we want to keep both because we want a strong squad. Yeah. And and you've got players that can come in if there's a dip in form or an injury, mm -hmm. and you want to bring in like for like that are as good as if if not better. Yeah. Uh, that that is a rumor that that what Ben said is that um, he's. Not necessarily wanting to go, but he would go if he's going to know he's going to get first team football regular, which he might not get at Swindon. And again, you you, you can understand that. So, um, but we are in desperate need of an experienced centre half, yeah. and, that, and that's oh. that's the main issue for me. But ideally, you want to keep both of them. Yeah. Um, good competition, which is what you want in in every position. Um, so. I mean that that would be my stance. You, you know, you're a decent player. Fight for your place. You're staying. You ain't going anywhere. Simple um, as that for me. Waza, I'm going to offer you a, a different version of the story uh, based on two comments that have come in. Uh, very very similar. Uh, Arch uh, first up, uh, say saying uh, they will both go. Uh, well, that could be swindling. And then AC saying, knowing this club, every chance we flog Hutton too. Uh, what happens if can you foresee a situation where they both leave the club this window? At this football club, anything is possible and money will talk. If, if yeah. an offer come in for Hutton on deadline day night and Hutton had a flying start to the season and then the money come in, this football club will sell. You know what I mean? It will sell its players if the, if the money's right. Um, my opinion on it um, is that I haven't seen enough of Lavinia. I have not seen enough of them. I, you know what I mean? So we're we're talking about a player that's got potential mm -hmm. against a player like Hutton that's proved it last season. 
So I would keep Hutton all day over Lavinia if we had the if if we if we get the choice. Um, I agree. Flynn has got a way that he wants to play. He wants to play free at the back. He need we need us we need more centre halves to play that system. So we're going to flog a wing back or something like that in a position when we need a centre half. So I get it. I I I understand it. I just not enough of Lavinia that I've seen. He's had some really good little games and games that he just fades. And it's now come that two or three managers have not seen him as a starter at this football club. So, you know what I mean? If they're seeing it, then, you know what I mean? We're we're going on potential, Mm -hmm. but I don't like looking at that sometimes. I want to see proof in the pudding and Hutton has given us that last season. So for me, I I hope we keep Hutton. Um, Like I said earlier, this football club will do anything. If the money comes in and it's the right offer, we we will accept it. But I don't mind the deal at all. I think it's actually quite a clever bit of business, to be honest. We know we don't chuck out 140 grand willy-nilly. Swindon Town never do that. So if there's a way of getting this player in and making it a bit of a reduced fee for us, I can see Swindon, you know what I mean? It it could be a clever bit of business. Um, And this lad that's coming in has played more games than Lavinia. He's a bit more experienced at this level. And... That's what I vouch for. So I'd like to see proof rather than potential. He's got promotion, hasn't he, at this level? So Yeah, that's enough for me. But yeah. Uh, just uh, highlighting some of the comments in the chat here, uh, including this one, Woody, which me and you have said before in the past, Hutton is an OK winger, but is far from a defender. Do you think uh, if Flynn can... Um, integrate his style properly that he seems to want to play will the three center backs help hutton do you think woody in in his looking for a better phrase inability to defend the current crop no not good enough but if we recruit a good defender um i don't think godwin malice is is the right answer but he's probably better than what we've got in my opinion yeah. um i'm more concerned i i i, I actually agree with with reducing the fee and Lavinia, unfortunately, if we are looking at a three-five-two, I think was a kind of alluded to it that Lavinia is a right back. He's not a right wing back. You know, he's a, he's a right back. And if we're playing a system that isn't oh, doesn't have a great. right back, no, I think I think well, he he's for me, he's either a right back or a right midfielder. But I, I think the same about Hutton. I think Hutton's a right midfielder or a forward right winger. He's not a right wing back. So. I think we need to improve our centre-backs to cover that. Um, we might be OK as well with Kinsella in there because technically in a, in a true 3-5-2, it's Kinsella's job or it'll be Khan's job. If it's Khan, I'm worried. But it'll be Kinsella's job to, um, to, help, out the, uh, to help out the right wing-back. But, um, yeah, I just, from my point of view, it's, yes, we need a centre-back, but we also need somebody who can play on the left-hand side. Yeah. Um, so, and at the moment, like apart from Flake Tracy, who I don't think really should play left wing back at all, um, we haven't got anybody who can play on the on left on left side, apart from um, whatever his face is, Divine. Um, who, 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 I don't know why we haven't. Sade. 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 What's a divine um, indeed? Yeah. Well, yeah, let, me, yeah. let me throw a couple of names at you then to see what sticks. And uh, Rich, I'll start with you. Woody mentioned now we need someone at left wing back. Um, I, I did see over the weekend uh, that once again we've been linked to Tomlinson. Uh, would you want him back again? No. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I saw his two goals that he scored for Peter. He's on half the, the wages. <laughs> if he's on half no, the wages. No, if he's on half the wages. No, he's... No, man, like, he's too injury prone. He's too injury prone. No, I, d- I don't... From where for where we are in terms of body wise, uh, in that position, we cannot have somebody that's going to play three games or two games for that matter, then get injured for about seven or eight games, then come back for a game and then get injured for another ten games. It's it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I hope Tomlinson sorts out his injury problems, but I don't think that's going to be with us. And I think, I think if we got him on a permanent, that might be a little bit different because he's not in a race. Because well, then we're paying time. his wages. No, but he's not. But he's not in a race against time to get fully fit. Where he's on loan, he's got to come he in. He's got... <laughs> if he's permanent, I want him playing. Mm-hmm. But he, what what I mean is, he's not got to. He, he's not. Fuck's sake, five years on it. I was on a roll there, mate. <laughs> He's not on a timer to get... Basically, he's got to come in. He's got to make an impact straight away. Whereas if he's a permanent player, you know, we've got time for him to uh, be assessed by the medical staff, what they can do to try and get him fit to be consistently playing. We can't do We can't do that when he's a lone player. We That's Peterborough's job. And if Peterborough can't um, sort out the reason as to why he can't play more than two games a season, then... Just what's the point? So, no, I, I I wouldn't want Tomlinson back. Not 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 at the moment, anyway. Ben, are you pro Tomlinson or are you not pro Tomlinson? Uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with Rich that if he's a permanent, I'd have him in, and then we could work on any issues that he has injuries long term. Um, I want a fully fit Tomlinson is brilliant. I'd love them fully fit, barring Tomlinson. He has got that cloud of. He's had a shit and we can't afford to get anyone in who we can't throw out because the vine is at the moment just eating our wages. Mm-hmm. Can't be relied. You can't sack him off because what duty to care, duty of care for him. We're not gonna see him this season again. Um so maybe we might need to cast the net further afield. I love the thought of Thomason because he's a local lad, he's a fan, he's a class player, he can play left, he can play right, he can play Play at the left, you know, left-sided centre back as well. He scores goals, got a cross on him, and he's committed. He proper bleeds for the club. But I want him to play forty games and not twenty, and that okay. might be a. He doesn't get long-term injuries; he gets niggles. That's annoying. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of. If, if we if if he became a Swindon player, then uh, again, it's something we could work on and just say right, get yourself right, and then get yourself in. But if you're loan, then you're playing can we count? Um okay. and I don't think we can afford that. So yeah, I, I'd like a fit Tomlinson, but I can't guarantee it. Can Was it? Um the only way I'd get him in is and it, this would never happen because it just is a pay as you play deal because he, he's just not mm. proved it for me yeah, that you, you can point. he can stay fit. I totally agree with Ben. He is a really top talent when he's fit and firing. But he, he's just not consistent. And this football club have already said this season that we're not going to... The budget could be a little bit thinner than what everyone thinks and that they won't take a chance on someone like that because he's not on the cheapest salary. 
he won't be from where he's been at Peterborough. Um, yeah, the only way I would take him is on a pay-as-you-play deal. Yeah, and I think, I think his age as well. Yeah, it just wouldn't work. I think as well with uh, was has just said there as well. I think that might be part of the accelerant towards a Lavinia deal because um, Lavinia won't be on pence. Um, he'll yeah. be he'll be one of the top ten players in terms yeah. of paid uh, wages. So I think that might be if Flynn's saying I'm not going to use him, then he's going to say right, well let's get him off the wage bill then. So like I think you said it straight off from the off five three from. The business sense, it makes sense. Maybe from a footballing brain, probably not completely just because we're a bit thin on the ground. But from a business sense, if we can get him off the wage bill, bring in a centre back, could we then free up a bit of the wages to, to you know, hopefully put some quality on that left hand side? Because we all know the best players come available on the 31st of August. So um, <laughs> we've got a good bit of time to wait until then. Ben, I saw you wanted to jump in, but I just want to hear from uh, Mark, Nick and first Gary on whether they would have Tomlinson back. Absolutely. No, I don't think I'd have him back personally. I agree with everyone else. If we are so desperate for a left back or left wing back, whichever position you want to want to say, we can't have an injury prone person there. We've already got Divine, also Divine, in the squad. We do want another one as well. So, you know, I, I, paying a play, like you say, he's probably too old for that sort of deal. Um but yeah, no, there must be another left back out, wing back somewhere out there that we can find that's that's better and going to fit the squad and, and fit. Uh, Mark, yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I think we should probably stay clear. I mean, he's been been down for a couple of loan spells now, and yeah, he's looked good on occasion, but has had injuries on both occasions. Um, I think realistically, yes. I mean, if he was fully fit and on half the wages, then 100% he's, 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 he's worth the pump because he's definitely a capable footballer. The reality is um, he would be an expensive gamble. And I don't yeah. think with a small yeah. squad that we can afford to take an expensive gamble. And we've already got one on the books with Divine. And, you know, is he going to play again this season? I mean, he's played, what, one hour of football since he's been here. Um mm. So it is a bit of concern, but he's still on the wage bill. Um, and you know whether we like it or not, he's going to be contracted to be paid. So we've got to be careful with the pennies when we're looking to bring somebody else in. With regard to um, Lavinia, that, I mean, yes, he had a couple of half-decent performances last year. I mean, Northampton away was a, um, was a sterling goal and, you know, probably one of the best players on the pitch that day. But flatters to deceive. I mean, he's not in the same category as a, as a Ronan Darcy, because um, he has got something about him. But by the same token, I feel he's easily replaceable. And I'm, I can't forgive the fact that he was part of a squad last year that grossly underachieved. And, you know, with the exception of, of, of Hutton, who I agree is, you know, perhaps a liability defensively, um, his stats from an attacking point of view means he's an asset and we would be stupid not to be considering selling him at the peak of um, his value because he's certainly not going to increase any further with the length of the deal that he's got. So I'm hoping that we're looking, already looking at um, competent replacements for him as well. Because let's not forget, you know, as good as Hutton was, we were a one-trick pony down that side. Mm -hmm. And if they, if he's doubled up on and we're nullified, then you can forget that being a, a, you know a good outlet anyway, which makes me think he will lose value if we don't plug him. Okay. Nick, I can't see Flynn um, going for 
for someone like Tomlinson because of the fitness. Um, the way they played Saturday, whoever comes in has got to be fit. And the press they pushed out Saturday was excellent. And you had players working their guts out. And, you know, it was, you can argue it was, it was only a friendly. Um, maybe Plymouth weren't up for it as much as they should have been. But there, it, it was um, high-intensity football. And it wasn't so reliant on Hutton going down the wing. Um, there was lots of decent uh, in, in, interchange through the middle and, and good quick ball to the forwards. So I think we're going to play a lot differently. Um, I, I didn't get the chance to come in when Side was talking about how Garner had, has got his team playing with lots of possession in passing. If they do that, we will, I'm saying we're going to win 3 0 because we, we, will, we will push them and, and we will press them. And, uh, I, I can see us overrunning them. So, but whoever comes in, as I say, has got to be fit and he's got to last, well, sounds like a hundred minutes a game now and um, mm. what's going to happen this season. And they've got to last the season as well. So uh, Tomlinson, for that reason, is a no-no. Um, and uh, sorry, Ben, you just let you come back in on that. Yeah, one. no, I've just had a little, I thought, I've got a little transfer update that's been posted about 40 minutes ago from... Um, uh, the EFL favourite reporter Ryan Wheeler uh, says the three signings have been delayed, but they've not they, they've they've not fallen through, and the club oh. should expect to do them tomorrow. Announcing so tomorrow, perfectly news. normal thing. It's not really a breaking news. Club can't Warren, deals. I was going to say Warren did put that in our chat before you did, though, Ben. Oh, did he? Sorry, I didn't see. But yeah, sorry, Warren. Uh, there were a couple of other names thrown out. I'll, I'll throw these out there um, to see what any of you think. So feel free to jump in. Uh, apparently, of the three players, uh, Edwards, the centre-back, is, is the other one that's supposed to be coming in. I can see almost unanimous nodding. Uh, is there anyone who who thinks that that's not a good deal? If that no, is I, just don't think it's gonna, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> You know I love an experienced centre-half and that's good enough for me. He's going to, take, he's going to be my new flag bearer, I think. He's going to be your new McDonald. Not in all aspects, are you? Yeah. yeah, not all aspects, yeah. But he as would long be as his off the pitch is better than McDonald's, will yeah. be all right. Yeah, we'll take it. But he could, he could walk in the door and is someone we need... Um, and if the rumours are true that there was championship clubs sniffing around and we can get this deal over the line, then, yeah, there's... If the rumours are true and there's championship clubs interested, we ain't getting this deal over He's the line. He's going to also. <laughs> yeah, but you, you'd be surprised. At this, at this end of his career, I think that the, the talk was that he wanted to get back down south. He wanted he, he wants to play football, the lad. So, you know what I mean? He's 29. He's not nowhere near the end of his career, don't get me wrong, but he's at the... You know what I mean? He wants to play football. And if... You, yeah. you know that if he signs, he's going to be our first centre-half on the sheet. Do you know what I mean? And it, for me, he might want to come in and play football rather than sit in a championship squad and not get guaranteed those minutes. So if the club awesome. this line, it is a very, very good deal. The championship talk also might be agent talk to bump up the value and to bump up the wages. Oh, so uh, if that's the case, Flynn won't pay it. It's too, too inflated. That's also a very good point. That's <laughs> also a very good point. Uh, the other name that see, essentially came from nowhere, but it seems to be gathering speed is uh, is young from Bradford. 
Um, do we think that would be a, a good addition as well if he's the third player? Only if it's not alone. If, if it's alone, I'm not interested. I'm I'm not I'm not fucking loaning any more players from fellow clubs. It's so fucking tin pot. It pisses yeah. me off. Like it's just there's it's something that relegation teams that are worried about being relegated should loan players off higher league clubs. We should not be trying to loan players from teams that we're trying to compete with in the top. You know, top. We're gonna end. It'd be like bloody when we had Doyle. It'd be I'm like not, when, as soon as we were due to play Bradford, they fucking recalled him. I could be you completely know? wrong with this, but I looked at this kid's stats earlier, and for me, like, didn't he go out on loan? Seventeen appearances, no goals. Is is is, is yeah. there something that I'm missing? Or is he a lot of talk? Or I, I don't know, but I don't know enough about the lad. But as striker, you look at the goal record, don't you? And yeah. You know, so I was I was talking to Liam about this because obviously, being a Bradford fan, he would know. Um, yeah. And and he said himself, yes, his scoring record isn't the most flattering thing. He said, but what he does offer is he's the sort of player who could be the perfect foil for someone like Austin to really elevate his scoring numbers. Is what type of striker is he? Is he like a big number nine? Well, he's, 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 not nothing about him. he's not. He's not massive, but he he can play that role. And he's falling right. out of Hughes, isn't he? Yeah, that, that's the whole reason about because the again listening to Liam Bradford fans would be upset if he was to leave, but apparently he okay. fell out with Hughes and, and Hughes has basically said, Look, we know you've got I think it's two years left on your contract, but if you find a club, we'll we'll kind of let you go. Mm. Oh. I still feel it's gonna be a loan deal. Wilson is a winger. Well, if he's got two years left on his contract, we ain't paying them out no. uh, of his contract two well, years. Well, it depends oh. on the mutual agreement they might have with Bradford, might it? If it if there is a massive Tear in that road, they might just meet like end his contract. Mutually and, agree, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is only he is only twenty two, as well. So, what's his um, first name? Jake. Jake. Jake Young. Yeah, I. I mean, from what I, you know, I've got a couple of friends that aren't Liam, um, <laughs> Brad, Bradford fans, and they do say he, you know, they, they they like him. They, you know, for his for his work ethic, and I agree with Bozzy. You look at his stats, and you think, oh God, if he's a striker forward whatever you're looking at how many goals he scored i mean he has got two in seven for bradford um so it's um but um that's uh, yeah, it, same as my stories record. but then but then you look at you look at like wakeland oh, he didn't is it wait wakeland didn't do too much at barrow barrow just don't i don't i don't think we should look at barrow because they don't they don't seem to, <laughs> they don't seem to do very well with uh with a lot of players so i mean it was some players barrow was oh, wasn't he Hutton was a yeah, was a barrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, I all remember us looking at it, going, "Oh, he ain't going to do fuck all. Look what he didn't do anything for Barrow." Um, so it's um, but yeah, it's. I think because of that record, it lowers his value a little bit. Hopefully, if it's a permanent, I really don't want to loan. So um, Liam's just adding into the uh, conversation. If you look at the friendlies, he's been left out of all the first team friendlies where they've had three goalkeepers in the squad, and he can't get in. He does also have a promotion on his record. Because uh, he was yeah. in, in the forest. But if he's a winger, we don't play wingers. We play wing back. Yeah. So I can't say against yeah, him. When we say he's a winger, I, don't, I, I think we need to assert whether we what we mean by that. Because from the clips I've seen since since I was first told about it, he's not a winger in the you know in the Anthony McNamee, Ricky mm. Shakes. Tyree shape category, but we're, ta- we're talking more of a, <laughs> a wide great. forward like a RHM or a Wakelin potentially. Right. Okay. And, and we've got to think that this could be the depth that we need. 
the quality yeah. and depth that we need. Yeah. You know, like as long as we're not going to sign somebody who's expecting to start week, because we've all and I've said in the chat, you know, I'm quite comfortable with our forward line. I think our forward line options are really actually really good. Um, but we do need a bit of depth behind them in terms of if Charlie Austin gets injured, if Hepburn Murphy gets injured, which is probably going to yeah. happen at least once this season. You know, it's kind mm. of we need a little bit of quality and depth. And and Rotate. if Jake Young is the player that, you know, I'm led to believe he is, where he is a winger, but I've heard he can play a little bit in the 10 role as well. He could be the type of player that Flynn turns to and says, I need to change this up a little bit. I need to change our approach. I'm going to bring you one type thing. And, um, you know, so hopefully it'll be a bit, a bit like and that. And it's very similar to the conversation I was having Friday about Louis Barry going to Stockport. You know, they were saying he's not the player that suits their style of play, but what he does do is give them something different so they can change. You know, you don't want to be stuck just playing one way. Um, adding yeah, in, there'll be times in a game, there'll be times in a game where we might have to sacrifice a centre half and he would come on and then you go to a back four and then you, you, you chuck him and you put him as one of the three at the top end of the pitch. So it's good to have, and you made a great point with the, with regards to saying he's a winger, but. When you play in a three-five-two, you need a striker that's going to be down the channels, that's going to be working because Charlie Austin will be in the middle because we'll need him there in that fox in the box, and that you know what I mean opens up for Hepburn Murphy and this lad if he does get over the line. You know what I mean? You need someone that's going to be working the channels and getting you know what I mean and putting the ball in the box at times as well. Could he play in the hold? Sorry, Gary. I'd say, could he play in the hold? Yeah, I mean, again, what uh, Woody quite rightly said about depth and, you know, if you use the graphic that I've been posting out every time there's a transfer, could he even be the player that, that plays the same way as Kemp, potentially? You know, and you've got them two on rotate, is, yeah. is one way of looking at it. Um, for those of you that were there, uh, all of our panellists are just coming and going. I'm very <laughs> finding it very difficult <laughs> to work out who's doing what. Uh, for those of you that were there on Saturday, um, what did you think to some of the trialists? Did any of them stand out in particular? Um, the left uh, left wing back. Um, Brooklyn Genestini. Yeah. Genestini. Genestini. Yeah. He, he, you know, wasn't brilliant as such, but he did a job. Um, liked to tackle, got a foot in. Um he did okay. Whether he would be a first choice or a squad player, um, he'd probably be more of a squad player, I would think. Um, the others... Not a left wing back, he wouldn't. Well, no, that's true. Straight in. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> straight in. Um, I mean, the other one's only come on late, really. This centre forward, he, he didn't get much of an opportunity to show anything. Um, I can't remember who else come on now. Um, so no one else really, really stood out. I mean, it is more yeah, established players um, played the, decent. With the upright respect intended, Nick, uh, you also didn't even notice that Kane Kessler Hayden was I on the pitch. I, I mean, that shows how much notice I take of the opposition. <laughs> I don't care about the opposition. I'm looking at Swindon players. So, yeah. Um, obviously, um, oh, Christ, my... I've, I've gone blank now. Um, Kinsella come on. Um, he likes to tackle. He gets a foot in. Um, he he is a decent player. So yeah, liked him. The midfield midfield we put out Saturday played really well. Looks good. Um, we well we should have scored at least two more goals if if not more than that. 
So, uh, you know, for me, the first 13 can compete, but we all know what the problem is. We need more than 13 players. Yeah, yeah, simple simple as that. But um, to be honest, that was the best football I've seen Swindon play since I don't know when. It was really, really good. Wow. Really good. There you go. You can't much higher praise than that. Uh, any no. other comments on, on Plymouth before we go into the main event of our pre-season predictions? Well, because I wasn't there, I do want to know if people that did want to go, what is Plymouth? What what type of football does he play? Does it mix it? Is it good football? Is he hoofing it? No, he's not hoofing it. Um, they play it long when necessary. Mm. Um, play it out from the back. When, when it allows them to do that. It's good. What what I liked was the, the midfield, instead of fannying about with it and, and turning and passing it back, they were always looking to pass forward. And, and little one-twos um, between McEachern, um <coughs> Khan, and uh, and then the, the likes of um, Hepburn Murphy were looking looking for the through ball. And and that's how he got his goal, and and, mm. and it was quick, good quick passing. Um, but when they needed to hit it long, they would hit it long. Um, the keeper varied it. Sometimes it, he would walk it out of his box, play it. Other times it'd be short pass, and and work it from the back. So it is very mixed up. But it is quite. That's why I said earlier we need fit players. It is quite high intensity, big press, which is why. Plymouth were getting knocked um, every time we had a press on them and we were going past them. They were tugging players back, shirt pulling, tugging the arm back. All all the game they were doing. If it had been a normal league game, they'd have had th- th- at least three or four bookings. Um, there was one brilliant moment because I, I, I was sat right behind the dugout and it was on that side that um, Charlie went for a ball. There was a bit of a um, I think we got a free. Well, they might have got a free kick. And the, the the Plymouth player got a bit rattled and started shoving him, pushed him in the back. It was getting assy. And Charlie just looked at him and laughed. It was absolutely brilliant. So, uh, and, and and people would say worrying about Charlie Austin. That's probably the fittest I've seen him since he's been back at the club. Yeah. He he was mobile. He worked hard. Um, he had a smile on his face. Um, he looked really happy to be there. So for me, that that is a massive bonus. So, uh, you know, I couldn't, that's why I say uh, Saturday, I think we'll be fine. I, I couldn't have been more pleased. It And yes, it was only a friendly and we know, you know, you take, you, you can look at friendlies however you want. But for me, the football, the actual football they played was really, really good. Isn't it nice? Well, one last question. That might, we might have a manager that might actually have a plan B or a different way, yeah. or you know what I mean, mixing it up because we've been crying out for someone like this. And I think a lot of people have thought, oh, Flynn, he ain't got the greatest record at Walsall. He didn't do this, but you forget what he did at Newport. And I'm a big preacher of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's done something on a shoestring budget that, well, from what you hear, is going to was worse than ours. And he turned players at this level into players that can play different styles of football and work. And I'm hoping this guy can do it here because if he can, we'll be much closer to the top end of the table. But he deserves a lot of it, a lot of credit. And I think he could be the one that's going to have different ideas. And if things aren't going right, he's going to act. He's going to change it. And that's what we've been crying out for. 
Yeah, and and he's got good band management um, on him. I don't know if you saw the comments about Minton. Mm. And um, you know, I was going to say this actually. He because this is one thing I have been impressed with that he is. Where we criticise Morris for just basically calling players out, um, he's Flint seems to be making a point of saying this player needs to do this so that I can yeah. consider them for this. And I know a lot of fans, and, and there were a couple of the pictures of, of his goal line clearance as well. And Flint oh, came out yeah. and spoke that about it like, post-match. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one last question, Nick. Um, mm. Can Murphy Mahoney reach the crossbar? Um, yes, yeah. You have to think about that. I'm worried now. <laughs> I was just thinking, did, it, did he make a flying save into the top corner? And he he actually played well. And Good. yeah, there is a worry. I'm only he, joking. If he gets battered. No, I know you are. There is a worry <laughs> if he gets battered, like we've had issues with keepers in the past, not being able to deal with the uh, you know the six foot five centre half piling it's into the- them. That that's a concern. But as as a shot stopper. Um, which we've always had decent shot stoppers. He looks good, good with his feet. He's very, very vocal, which I think is a massive issue. Mm. You know, is a massive positive for a keeper. You need to be vocal and say, I was, I was sat behind the dugouts and you could hear him shouting, right, there was only three and a, three and a half thousand in, in the ground. But uh, for me, that was a positive as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the season goes on when we start um, defending corners. Yeah, that, that's it. My only concern with him is crosses, deep-breaking crosses that he goes up with these sort of like six yeah. three strikers yeah. who can leap. And, yeah, they didn't really knock, knock corners into the box, so they would they yeah. would play more short corners, Plymouth, it's, so he yeah. didn't really you, Sutton, When we got Sutton, he's going to rake deep crosses into the box all the time. He needs to be on his toes. Yeah, we might when the press up. comes in, we got to stop <laughs> the ball going in the box, haven't we? Yeah, we, we might need someone to give him a little bit when the cross comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, out. to be fair, height's not always to do with that because Brim was fucking atrocious at grabbing crosses. Yeah, it's true, and he, yeah, and he true. was huge. So, so yeah, I think as well, this is true. Shay Given was a good keeper as well, so he was tiny. It's all about confidence. All about confidence. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're willing about... to put your neck on the line, then yeah, and command yeah, your area. If you if you command your area, it doesn't matter how big you are. You're a scary fucking keeper. If you can yep. command your area, the fact that you know you're saying the right things, like where he's he's talking, you know. Yeah. I we I, I know it was only Eastley, but you could he had a lot of the ball at his feet at Eastley, and his distribution is probably one of the better we've seen of recent recent yeah. years, in my opinion. Notice that at Melksham as well. And and we got yeah. that was it QPR we got him from. So I yeah. know I know he's small, but and I know we joke about it, but there's a reason he's at QPR. You know, there's there's a reason that they're seeing something in him of all of the keepers that are available to go through. Now I know we could say the same about Bryn, but that was my biggest week. My biggest flaw with Bryn was his claiming of crosses. Everything else, I was pretty comfortable with him. With but um, with Mahoney, you know, he might be actually got quite good at claiming crosses. He's just, yeah. you know, I, I always used to joke to say if you're small, that just means there's less of less of you to lift off the ground. Um, so it's, um, but yeah, I've, you know, I think. Um, I think as that's exactly the parallel parallel excuse I use when I'm at my martial arts training with Aiden, and he's like doing five five burpees for every one of me. I'm like, yeah, but do you have any idea how hard it is to shift this much weight, this much more muscle, to the floor? Muscle, this muscle. No, no, mate, mate, mine is a muscle. The, the only that's trouble true. with QPR is that uh, I see they got stuff five 0 by Oxford on Saturday, so they might be calling him back a bit quicker. <laughs> 
Well, he did. He, say it. You laugh though, but he did play a couple of games, didn't he? Yeah, the, I think so. Yeah. He played in the playoff game. I think. Did he play in the play, one of the playoff oh, games? I'm not know. sure, but he he did play against Sheffield United and he got man of the match, I think. Yeah, or maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know why I thought yeah. that. Off, yeah, it was um, towards the end of the season anyway. But yeah, if he can command the defense uh, with you know, and especially if he gets an experienced defender in front of him, you know, yeah. Like, as Ros has said, you'd be surprised at how much just having that experience in front of you can help a goalkeeper as well. Like I think what Bryn probably had last year. Granted, we have McDonald for part of the season, but for most of the season, he had a relatively inexperienced defence in front of him. So it was almost like, a, you know, kind of a mate's football team almost, because whereas he needs some, a young keeper who's confident does need a defender in front of him. He might have to say, look, fucking calm down every now and then, or, you know, we, we, I'll command this part, this part of the area, you command that part when it comes to corners and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it all lies in transfer activity still, though, doesn't it? That's the problem. It certainly does. And one thing I would uh, I would very much like to know, we've mentioned a few names there, but uh, particularly Ben, you're probably the man in the know in this in this particular element. But are there any other names that we've not yet spoken about that's worth just a, a minute or two's conversation? Uh, there was that other trialist. Is it Raheem Scott, I think? He plays... Oh, high five. Yeah, Rashad, plays at number five, 10. Oh, uh, Rashad um, Scott. I think, yeah, Russian Scott, that's him. I think he's the only other one that we that's not been mentioned, other than Wardy. Do, do we only go um, after think... players that have got double barreled names? <laughs> no, no, that's his name. Oh, yeah. yeah, but his middle yeah. name's Rivaldo, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I've seen his Twitter. I was like, we need to sign him just on the basis <laughs> yeah, of that. If your middle name's um, Rivaldo, you're not putting Scott on the back of your shirt, are you? No, you're not. Rivaldo. This is the way this club works. We can then sell a load of letters for the shirts. Is this the way it is? <laughs> is that what it is? Pound a letter. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> didn't he play as an attacking attacking centre midfield? I don't know if he'd be a good option to cover camp or not. I don't know how good he was. Or... Came, I think that's where he came on against uh, Eastleigh, wasn't it, Willie? Eastleigh, no, he, was more, he was a bit more striker against Eastleigh. He went with two, didn't he? Yeah. He went um, him yeah. and... Because he came off a Wakeland, I think. I can't remember. I can't remember. Was he clever on the ball? Oh, no, Wakelin and him. Sorry, it was Wakelin and him. um, Because it was Austin. Wakelin came on at half-time. Austin went off for Scott, I think. Um, I thought Kemp went off for Scott, but I could be wrong. I don't know, either way. But he was definitely playing a bit further forward than a 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The weird thing is, we've just not been linked to him, have we, this, this, this summer? The rumours have been so few and far between. Yeah, but yeah. me and yeah. Joe have both got him on Football Manager and he's, he's all right on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters. Yeah. Was this where we were commented about he's a, a winger who, what was it, he can't pass, he's got reasonably good acceleration but no pace or something like that? Yeah, according to football manager, but I haven't lost a game since he's been playing. So for me, he's a fucking hero. Oh, <laughs> Rivaldo. <laughs> when, when he's um, when he's playing well, he's Rivaldo. When he's not, it's been Scott. Yeah, it's a bit like Andy <laughs> yeah. Murray. When Andy Murray plays well, he's British. But when he when he's not, he's Scottish. Andy Murray. It's like a, it's like Tyree Shade. When he's playing well, we call him Shade. Shade. Yeah. Has he ever played uh, well? No. <laughs> uh, he played well in the game with Carlisle. He came off the bench, on. did well. I, I have to say, and and forgive me if it wasn't, but I'm I'm sure it was it was in a discussion I saw you having on Twitter, Ben, about Sade, and Sade. Uh, 
it, it was either you or the person you were talking to actually referred to him as having an eye for goal. And I would, and I just, I had to restrain from saying, yes, I remember that absolute thunder bastard. He's great at thunder cunt. Apart from that, actually Northampton, which was a good finish. They've all been shinned in. They're brilliant. But then, but the you know, unless that's absolutely played, yeah, he, he'll score a shin from a yard and then wheel off <laughs> and do a backward flip and then not land it. <laughs> that is day to a D. I love you for it. <laughs> right, he'll be our left wing back on start of this open day. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah, he probably will be if he's fit. I don't think he's fit. We're going to no, hundred percent. Uh, we're going to move towards our pre-season predictions now uh, with such a big panel. Um, I asked the guys to send me a prediction table. Uh, and thankfully, uh, in the main, the guys did. We were only a couple of uh, Fools regulars short. And what I've done is I've taken an average count of the positions to get a finalised Fools prediction table, which we're going to go through shortly. But just before we do, we had it ticking along in the intro and at the start. Uh, but as we've been saying now for a few weeks, this Friday, we're very excited for FRI Live. Um, as I said, I think I think 11 of the 12 Fools are in attendance on the night. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing the proper Colchester chat, uh, getting audience participation. We've got quizzes. Um, ve uh, very thankful to Mike for sorting them out for us. And, of course, Yay. the charity auction for British Heart Foundation as well. We published, if you haven't seen it yet, we published a list of everything that's confirmed as auction lots currently. And as soon as we did that, more stuff got added, including, and, and I have to say, credit where credit is due. I know he's not everyone's favourite and, and they're not everyone's favourite, but we got a message from Liam today to say that Bradford City have agreed to help out as well with the charity auction and they've offered up a... Uh, table for four in hospitality for our away game in October. So that's been added to the list as well. Um, oh, Nick, bye. Nick, you've been heavily pushing it um, without tagging us in any of your posts. Yeah, sorry, I'm an old git and I just... just <laughs> at least he follows us now. Yeah, he follows us at last. <laughs> yeah. I hit, but, hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> kicked myself it's, it's, out and had to rejoin it's shaping up to be a good night isn't it nick it yeah oh christ yeah we we have got some uh uh top top things that you can bid on um funnily enough i um on friday i, I, I changed my motor on friday and i, I was chatting to the, the salesman he's a young kid and we was chatting and he chat was chatting football general and uh I said to him, he said, oh, what What are you up to football-wise? And I said, oh, we've got this auction coming up. And, uh, and I knew he'd like it. it. Huh? Has he donated a car? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> there would be one bidding for it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he was chatting football. I said, oh, yeah. I said, and I knew he'd, he'd, he would be interested, but he hasn't put a bid in yet. I showed him the, the uh, clay pigeon Uzi shoot. He's got, seriously, you, you, you're having a laugh, aren't you? Yeah, I'd be firing a bloody Uzi. So whether he'll actually put a bid in or not, he said, he said, well, yeah, he said, I'm, I, I could well go for that. So ho hopefully we'll get something. But yeah, well, I mean, we got some fan fantastic uh, things to go for, um, you know, from from things that I, I expect to get 
five or ten quid for and, and to things I'm, I expect to get a hundred quid plus for. So, uh, yeah, there's every range there. People can spend a few quid or people can spend a lot of money. So hopefully we can uh, hopefully the bar will be flowing and then that's when we get the good bids. Um, FRI Live, is it going to be a late one? The way it's going, you need to leave at 4 a.m. for Colchester. Uh, yeah, basically, so the plan was to finish early, but as soon as we saw the roadworks, we thought we'd just plough through and then we'd finish about 3 a.m. so people could go and get straight on the yeah. bus afterwards. Straight, straight in the car. <laughs> we should actually um, probably advertise it, that the roadwork, there is roadworks on the way to Colchester. I think the A12, they're shutting the road, so give it a couple of hours as been warned by everyone it's going to be shit through northampton and add in half an hour to your journey or get add in probably about 25 minutes and coming up from the south well the travel club's the leaving an hour and a half earlier it's leaving at eight o'clock now everyone also doesn't know the travel club it's now leaving at eight not nine thirty. in a so, serious answer to that question um we are scheduled to start at eight and we're due to finish. We're due to finish at eleven. We can't go much late. We can't overrun too much because I believe the place actually shuts at twelve. So we, we certainly won't be overrunning too much. We could do a um, lock in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do lock ins. Nick, stop open it. the bar. I think, I think a few. I think a few people have got um, a booked room. So just take it up there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you, there's no F way you're not getting anywhere near show. my room <laughs> Ars yeah. wants to know what motor you got Nick MG not uh, what you would not what I would think of an MG in the first place from going back a few years but uh, yeah a new a new MG on that exact point that uh, Rich was just making Liam says book to room so I can have a drink uh, he says he's also in Salford tomorrow for their media day, and they're sorting something out for the auction too. So uh, look forward to hearing oh, about that. Salford. He's a nice guy, really, despite what half the fan base think of him. Um, Joe says, yeah. "Yeah, Joe says clay pigeon with an Uzi, yay!" Um, and then yes, and then it's the Archers Colchester party which are very much looking forward to. Right, pre-season predictions then, guys. Um, as I said, I asked you to send me um, your predictions. Thank you to everyone who did. We're going to start with the bottom of the table. Um, and, uh, and Waza, I'll start with you. If I flash the graphic up, is there any surprises for you here? According to the Fools that submitted their prediction, let me just get rid of the tickers. You can read it. Crawley are going to finish bottom. Uh, they had an average finish position of 23.5. Uh, Harrogate are the second team to get relegated, just narrowly losing out to Newport. Morecambe also in some trouble. Crew should just about manage to stay safe. Mikey, if you borrow Sandra's spreadsheet. <laughs> no, mate, this is all my own work. <laughs> Definitely Excel document going on there. Uh, any shocks for you at the, at the bottom half of the table, particularly down the uh, in the relegation spots, was there? Um, no, not really any shocks. Um, I, I think I, I personally think Barrow will be lower than 16th. Um, I think their bubble's going to burst. I'd, I, I was really unimpressed with them the back end of last season at our place. Really, you know what I mean? They had us, they could have had us for the taking. Um, I thought they were proper negative. And I think if you're that negative over that long period of time, I think you could be in trouble. 
Um, so they're one for me that are going to be near the bottom. Um, I've got Harrogate at the bottom on mine. Um, so, you know, what I mean, I think they their time might just be up. But, you know, I mean, I don't really know how a lot of these clubs have, you know what I mean, done over the pre-season. So, you know what I mean, there's always a surprise pot down there. I'm a bit, you know what I mean, They're all, we're looking at this all here going, oh, you know what I mean, we're predicting that these teams have got low budgets or looking at the players that they've brought in, uh, mm-hmm. is it going to be enough? But you always get a surprise one from the top end, uh, from the bottom end that, that will fly at the top end of the league. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm surprised Wimbledon are that low, personally. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, for me, I said Harrogate and Barrow was my one that could be a bit of a surprise more near the bottom. Uh, Rich, um, are you in any way surprised to see two of the relegated sides predicted to finish in the bottom half of the table? Um, yeah, I don't think Harrogate will be as bad as people... Sorry, free. Sorry, I just realised it's free, isn't it? Three of, the four relegate, three of the four relegated sides yeah, were... Uh, one, Morecambe. Yeah. Oh, we look yeah, at... Yeah, oh, Atkinson in Forest oh, Green. You, oh, you mean yeah. a week one? Oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the two that were actually at the bottom there. Um, no, no, sorry. Oh, three right, of okay. the relegated League One sides. Okay. Uh, Morecambe, no. I think they'll... Um, yeah, I think that seems to be probably around about... I think they're uh, basically... What Crawley are now, they were the League One of... Crawley, I think they're just on a downward spiral now. They've gotten to as high as I think really they will ever get. Uh, I don't think they'll get any higher than that. I think they did well to stay in League One for more than one season. They've obviously come down now. They don't seem to have a lot of money. They don't seem to be investing a lot uh, into the club now. So I think they'll struggle for sure. Uh, but again, could be could be wrong on that. But that's just my thoughts on that. Um, who are the other two? Accrington, Stanley, and Forest Green. And Forest Green. Oh, I don't think Forest Green will be finishing fifteenth somehow. I think they'll finish top half. Um, well, it was interesting that I think they had the most consistent placings of everyone that sent in a prediction. Hence, why their average worked really? out at exactly fifteen. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think Forest Green are going to finish fifteenth somehow. I think they'll finish. I still think they'll finish top half. Uh, I think if, I think I think they'll invest. Woody, for you, any surprises? Uh, crew that far down, maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had crew slightly higher, but not. I mean, when I sent mine in, um, I kind of did the top ten, did the bottom two, and then just kind of guessed the middle. Um, so it. Um, I think, to be honest, that's not too much different. And your averages on the right there say it's not too much different from what most have said. Um, I think I, I'm str- I was quite strong in the opinion. That I think Morecambe are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I, I admire Simon's enthusiasm, but I think that's a very realistic position for Colchester. So, um, but yeah, I think yeah, the only difference, major difference, was I had a high crew a bit higher, but that's just because I think that. I think this is going to be a league this season where we're not going to see many draws. And I think Crew's squad is set up to win or lose. It's never really a draw inside. So looking at their squad. So I think they might get more points to push them up the table a bit. Well, Mike at, Mike says the list is broken. Where are Swindon? And the important <laughs> news yeah. then is that they made the top half. The bad news for all the supporters 
is they don't quite make the playoffs. 11th place is the predicted finish. Well, I think if you ask probably 80% of the supporters, they'll probably bite your hand off that. Um, it's, it's, if, if you look at that, though, if you have a look at all the teams that are up there, it reminds you that this year really is tough. It is really tough because uh, wow. the bottom of the league, there's a lot of teams that you, you know, oh, they might struggle, they might. But the top of the league, there is a big divide between the top half and the bottom half, I believe. Um, because, you know, you look at them 12, and you, you, you could set an argument, most of them, to go up. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, probably minus us, uh, 11 out of the 12 really fancied themselves for a playoff push this year. Um, we could add to that, but we need to be bloody busy over the next month. Um, yeah, this is the important point, isn't it? This is as of right now. Because yeah, I mean, as Woody, of right now. Woody actually went as far as sending me two predictions based on whether we signed players today or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no. Uh, I, I'm going, when I did my prediction, I think I said would finish ninth. I'm going on the basis of the players, the standard of players we've got in already and the standard of players we've linked to are pretty good. Um, so I'm assuming we carry on in that sense. So I've got us ninth. Um, but if we went with what we've got and then just carried on, we'd really struggle because we've got no depth. Um, um, oh, sorry, Ben, carry on. Um, but yeah, no, it's a strong league, isn't it? You look at them. Um, I've got Wrexham actually not doing as well as that. As they are. I, I think they were a very good uh, league, uh, league Two side in non-league. And they've added one player. So they're now a very good League Two side in an exceptional uh, League Two. And they're the team that everyone's going to want to beat. They're everyone's cup final um, because they're quite arrogant in the way they throw themselves around. Uh, Forest Green went League Two, so this going to be a bit of a formality. Um, I think they're gonna, they're, they'll finish about 11th, I think, this season. Uh, my tip wants County for the league. And Pikey's up there as well with Stockport. Um, well, before I, I um, we carry on the discussion on the top half, let me just remove the graphics slightly because we've still, after an hour and 50 minutes, got chance to welcome someone else to the panel. Evening, Craig. Hey, hey evening. Yeah, Craig delayed. Craig delayed. He wasn't late. He was delayed. What, what, a fine, what a fine body of fools we've got on. I know, today. fine body. So what was up, Craig? Was there, was there leads on the path? Or the finer for you coming on. It, it was the wrong wrong type of rain today, so that's that's why I'm late. <laughs> uh, uh, delighted to have you on. So we're just looking through the um, predictions league based on the averages of what everyone who's sent predictions in. We're looking Great at the top shot. half. And actually, you've come on at the perfect time for the next question. Um, leading from a point Ben was just making to say that there does appear to be a divide between sort of top half and bottom half. If you actually look at Mansfield there in ninth, there's quite a big gap then to Grimsby even in 10th in terms of average position. Do you, so do we think we're looking almost that there is a top nine and a rest? Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, as, as, as has probably already been said, as Ben was just saying, it's, it's going to be incredibly tough, um, very competitive in the um, top half. But good job we've got a competitive budget, so we should be fine, shouldn't we? Um, no, no, no. It's been demoted to healthy, remember? Healthy now, is it? Ah, okay. And the right. signings were delayed too. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, for, for me, because um, I, I personally think Grimsby will be up there. I think they'll be in and around the playoffs with the signings. I had them up there as well, yeah. Um, yeah. The playoffs as well. 
yeah, I, I, I think they will be the surprise uh, package this se- season. So I, I think that will be closer. Maybe we might might be off. I mean, I, I've got us as 14th as it stands at, at the moment. But I think I think the range that, you know, between 10th and and, and 14th for, for me being Mr. Negative, of course. I mean, and it wouldn't be the same without having your um, re- resident um, pessimist, will it, Fifi? So, no, um, no, exactly. Wouldn't have you any other way, mate. But I, I think that range is, far, you know, I wouldn't be too, you know, if, if people said tenth, you know, or ninth, or, or even, I, I, you know, you know, I'd, I'd say that's probably with within the range, really. But yeah, I, I, I don't think we're anywhere near a, a promotion um, contenders we, as of yet. Before we continue with this particular discussion, uh, let's just catch up on on what's going on. Liam says that. Uh, <laughs> Liam says Craig's got his haircut ready for Friday already. Uh, yeah. Joe also saying, Craig, your haircut is looking phenomenal, tidy. What I would like to say is I've been here for nearly two hours and not one person has noticed that I've had a haircut. I Craig, think it's it's like like a haircut. Haircut. Craig, I've it's noticed I've noticed your beard, Bifey's not as beefy as it usually is. No, it's, it's all been beefy. nice. It's all... You need to, Fifey, you need to see the right barber. Go see Gazza's down Farringdon Road. Best barber in Swindon by a long shot, mate. Go see Gazza. He'll, he'll, he'll sort, sort you out, mate. And then maybe, you you know, you'll, you'll get noticed. Get noticed. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go see Gazza. He's got some of the alcoholic shakes and everything. If you're like that. Yeah, if you get that. Gazza the foot. My barber, sorry, yeah, oh, Fifey, don't worry, bro. I can't afford your barber, Rich, fuck me. Yeah. I can just about afford him to be fair. Mike says, um, yeah, bear in mind this this whole rearrangement of what I look like cost me 20 quid. Um, that's not bad. That's the same as, my, that's the same as mine. Mike says, hang yeah, on, but, first you need yeah, to ask Craig. Yeah, north, everything's cheaper up north. Spicy, <laughs> <laughs> well, is it a Turkish one you went to? No, no, just a, a normal well i don't have to do it myself now because like i've got no hair but i still <laughs> love turkish barbers mike says first you need to ask craig what he would choose for his final meal priorities yes today's intro food related question uh craig was what would be your final meal as this is the final episode before the season starts Oh Christ, that's a tough one. Um, it's it's got to be um, it's got to be a curry for me. So I'll, I'll go uh, chicken jowl frazy. Um, just mm. perfect blend, perfect balance of hotness, but also fla- flavor for for me. Oh, that's, that's that's the way I describe you as well. The perfect balance of hotness and flavor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. You're, you're spot on. That's that's exactly what what um, Vicky said attracted her to me. So you know, there, there you go. Uh, Liam says uh, the reason no one noticed is because can't see the back of your head. Five. Uh, no, I'm purposely not letting anyone because apparently I have a fucking growing bold spot there. So I'm trying. That's why my hair doesn't spike up anymore and it's just sat flat. Um, thank you, Joe. Um, it's the stress of running this pod. Yeah. Uh, need to take the headphones off before the cutting starts. <laughs> and, uh, and Matt says, 20 quid for a kid's cut, you're being ripped off, Rich. Rich! 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 
there was a comment further up getting this back on topic, which which was very apt. And if you if I again bring up the averages, um, full seem to agree on the top three, but who will win the playoffs? If I flash this up again, you'll see that Gillingham Stockport almost unanimously picked as the top two. MK Don sneaking that third no, no, promotion right. spot based on the averages. Um, so if it was to finish like this and Bradford, Knox County, Wrexham and Salford finish in the playoffs, who are we backing? Nick? Well, I disagree with it anyway, because I've put Knotts uh, County to win the league and I've got Grimsby in the, in the playoffs and I think they'll win the playoffs. They're my dark horse. But in answer to the question that you were asked, if the, it finished like this, <laughs> but you know, ne- you never answer the question you get asked, do you? you everybody knows that. You're like a politician, uh, you, you Nick yeah, exactly. Ocus Road or Rishi fucking Sunak? Not answering <laughs> the question. Right, of those Bradford, um, Notts County, Wrexham, and Salford make the playoffs. Who's uh, who's Notts County up? by a country mile? Okay, Woody. Um, of those, oh. Oh, sorry. Were you still looking? Yeah, because they're not the same as me. So I've had to, I've had to rethink. I'm. It pains me to say it, but I feel like it's the type of season that if that is the playoff picture, it will be mm-hmm. Salford that win the playoffs. It will okay. be that type Rich. of season. I mean, I kind of feel as if if Black, Brad, sorry, Bradford get there. I mean, they've been in around those spots so many times now you yep. kind of have to feel it but same as Salford I guess as well but you kind of have to feel that it might be Bradford's year again but uh you know who knows L- literally I uh, th- this league's gonna be so freaking weird this year. <laughs> it's gonna be so I weird. love I love uh, do you know what I love how people that watch and listen to this remember what people have said <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what I said, <laughs> like from yesterday. <laughs> uh, Gary, if it was those four in the playoffs? I got to go with Rich. I think Bradford, okay. personally. I think they're um, the ones who just nick it eventually. It's got to be their year at some point, was it? Yeah, I would sway just to, well, I'd sway just towards Bradford. Um, but it's that if that was the playoffs, it's gonna be mad, isn't it? You've got the two teams that have come up from the from the conference, uh, or from the National League, and then you've got two that are battle scarred from you know what I mean, from League Two. So it it's a it, I know we all say this, but the lottery is a the playoffs is a lottery. And if it ended up like those four, you could make a valid case for every single, you know what I mean, for all four of them. But mm-hmm. I would just lean towards Bradford. But okay, Wrexham, um, Wrexham. Oh, sorry, just going to say Wrexham would somehow find a way to bottle the playoffs anyway if they if they mm-hmm. were in the playoffs. So that's all I'm saying on that one. <laughs> what is would... telling me to piss off? Is it because everyone's talking Bradford? <laughs> so, sorry, Ben. Um, I would say it would be well. Um, I agree with Nick. I think Notts County are going to win the league, but I would say be Notts County Brad final. And I think Bradford would edge it. It pains me to say this, but um, uh, yeah, Bradford. 
Speaking of pain, Liam says if we go if we go to the playoffs and I get to chicken at Wembley, you will one hundred percent see a knee sliding chicken. <laughs> uh, when is Sanjo being announced at crawl? He's just come up in the chat as well. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> he's already there, mate. That's why oh, he's like Darcy. I re- I realise why I'm being told to fuck off now. You said it's got to be there here sometime. Uh, <laughs> finally, Craig, if it was those four in the playoffs, who are you? Uh, who are you thinking? Yeah, that's more or less who I had in the playoffs. Apart from Bradford, I had them to go go up, and I had Doncaster as playoff winners in, instead. But um, um, it has to be noted that back to back, there hasn't been back to back promotions um, since Bristol Rovers when they were last in the in, in the national league. So I I'm not too impressed with what Salford have done either. So if it was out of those four, I'd, I'd have to have Bradford because they were yeah. uh, my choice of automatics. Okay. Um, same question that I asked the, the team on Friday and I asked Sai. Uh, in the year that's being billed as the year of the striker, uh, who are we thinking? Uh, and Ben, if you can try to avoid saying Charlie Austin, uh, who is going, going to say Charlie the golden Austin. boot? Uh, let's gonna... start this one with Ben. Um. Just trying to think. There's lots and lots of very good strikers in this league this year. Um, who's going to go? I don't think Cook's going to go this year. Uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say it's the geezer at Notts County whose name escapes me. Oh, do you Yeah, I think, I think he's the complete package and I think he's going to be bullish and I think he's the type of player that can hold his own weight. And um, I think I think all beat on scorer. Rich, yeah, I, I agree with Ben. Uh, it's who I was going to say. Did see? No, I think I'd be McGoldrick. Uh, was it? Yeah, I. As boring as it sounds, I just think he's that. He, he could be a really at this level. He could be unbelievably good if he gets service. Um, I don't really know enough about what's about and what what sort of happened with regards to it. It's been a bit of a quiet one. So, yeah, McGoldrick, I'd lean to. I, I've, I'd always rate quite liked Paddy Madden um, at Stockport, and I really fancy Liam. Sh- Liam put a shout in for him on uh, yeah. on Friday as well. I really, uh, you know what I mean? Just going slightly off topic, I think Stockport, the point Craig made, they come up last year and there was a lot of pressure on them. Um, and they, if they wouldn't have started like they did, they would have pissed the league the way they finished. It was unbelievable yeah. the form they were on. Um, and I was one of those that was saying, How are they even favorites for the league last year? But they really impressed me the way they carried on. And I, I think they could be massively, you know, I mean, I for me, I've got them to finish top of the league, and I think they will. Yeah. And if I fancy them, I've got a fancy a striker like Paddy Madden to score a lot of goals. So I think, he, you know, I mean, he could be well up there. Definitely, definitely. Woody? Um, no, I'm not going to go with McGoldrick just to be a bit different. Um, but the I'm going to go with, I don't think it will be one of the top five goal scorer, uh, top goal scorers. I think the top goal scorer will be somebody who is the only one scoring goals for their team. Yeah. So I'm going to go yeah. on a whim with our public enemy number one and say Matty Taylor for Forest Green is going to be, is going to get the golden boot. Because um, I just think I just think he's proven, you know that that's why they've signed him. 
Um, forest Green's a horrible pitch to play on. It's small and all of this kind of stuff, which is going to suit everything that's in Matty Taylor's book because he's getting older. So I think it's I think it's going to be him. No shouts yet for the likes of uh, for likes of Cook. Um, I wonder if that's coming. Either that, either that, or Tom Brewett. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, we let's scoring a lot of goals then. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask Gary next. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with everyone else. I'm, I'm going to go on the McGoldrick train, I think. I think he's just mm-hmm. less this level, to be fair. Okay. Craig? Yeah, some good shouts there. McGoldrick, Madden, and um, um, Taylor there. Um, I'm going to be the one, because I've, I've put Bradford to get automatic promotion. It, Cook was, would be... Would be my shout. His, his goals will be will be crucial if if that if that's to happen. So so I'm going to put. But there's there's so many that that could do it. And like what he said, it's not might not necessarily be teams that are up in the the, the top five. So it, I think it's going to be uh, quite quite competitive for the yeah. um for the top goal scorer. But yeah, Cook for me, Bradford. Uh, Nick, so he score a... against Finland. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Nick, the other big name striker that we haven't mentioned, and if we don't, then we're going to get uh, days of abuse from our friendly neighbours in the Midlands. Uh, you're going to go for Johnson at Walsall? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Johnson. It'll be a one-season wonder. So he's he's had his he's had his time. Um, you, you know how much notice I take of opposition players, which is like virtually nil. Um, what's the name of the Notts County lad that scored all the goals last season? He get forty-two oh, goals. Longstaff, Rodriguez, or Langstaff, or whatever the name is. Yeah. Langstaff, but Langstaff is still there. Rodriguez went to Oxford. Well, that's that's who I would say. I think he will continue because uh, to me they're going to be a real, real threat. And if you've scored that many goals, and and he didn't get the publicity because of Wrexham, so mm. uh, you know he might go under the radar a bit. But you know, I guess the managers around will obviously know what he's all about. So, um, but that's where I'll go do something different. Speaking Nick, who's up top? For, Nick, who's up top for Tranmere, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Tranmere to finish 15th, so oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter this season. They've actually year. got a good striker, those Tranmere. They've done that. Um, oh, what's his name from Carlisle? Um, good striker. Oh, not Edmonton. <laughs> no, not Edmonton. <laughs> Fuck me, I, I hate that Paul Bell twat. Um, no, what's now? I, I, I would say the top score has got to be a Smith because there's a lot of Smiths around that are centre forward, so one of them must do something this season. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck's his name? That's that player, you're thinking of Dennis? Dennis, yeah, that's it. Dennis, he's a good player, actually. Um, if you missed any of those, Greg said, even though he's injured, Paul Mullin will win it. Um, uh, Rob pointing out he doesn't think Longstaff took pens either. And uh, there was Liam as well saying Dennis when Ben was trying one, to one, one thing I'll quickly say on McGoldrick is, is he doesn't, he's not the kind of player that uh, needs the service. He'll take the ball from the halfway line and he'll, he'll just drive with it. Um, and I, I don't know if anybody saw the, his goal the other day in the preseason. Yes. Uh, that absolute rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of thing he's got in his locker. Um, yeah, so that's why I think he'll be a big threat. He's, he's bullish as well. He's big. Um, 
Yeah, and he's got pace as well. So I, I, I sort can't of believe on him. this pod that we have got Swindon Town fans thinking that Notts County are going to win this league. When does anyone know their manager or head coach? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I know. Three draws for a win. Luke Williams. I'm going to go on the Stockport statement here that I did last year that just finished up that I was okay with it. I just can't have it. <laughs> I can't have Notts County. I can't have it. I can There's... have Nuts County. I, and, I, and hopefully... I, I, I well, they, they won't because I've, I've put them to win the league on mine. Oh, so. brilliant. Yeah, that makes <laughs> me feel a lot better. <laughs> the worst League 2 game you can think of. I was going to say, worst League 2 game you could... Oh, shut up. Sorry, carry on. I'll, I'll go off. Who was I? No, go on. Go on. I was say, the worst League 2 game you can think of will be Colchester versus Notts County. Ben Garner's football versus Williams' football. There'd literally be no shots on goal. He <laughs> just, just back fours playing it in between themselves. That was my joke. Carry on. <laughs> Rob says it's going to be a record tally in this league from McGoldrick. Um, and uh, Sam Trauma saying, told that Luke Williams still lives in Swindon. I think I heard that the other day as well. A long that's commute, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's quite a, that's a, a drive. Track line. Maybe it works from home. Do you think he goes to Hooters? Do you think he goes to Hooters? I don't know, Ben. I don't know. Uh, but you've heard it here first. Uh, Gillingham and uh, and Stockport are going to run away with the league. Crawley are going down. Swindon are going to miss out on the playoffs and finish 12th. And McGoldrick is going to win the Golden Boot. You could take that as red uh, because, you know, we know what we're talking about clearly. Uh, based on last year's predictions, I remind you, Wasram, I think it was Wasram Woody didn't understand why anyone was saying Stockport could get near promotion. And uh, Nick was adamant, adamant that Tranmere were going up. So oh, that's what you haven't even mentioned Mansfield. We haven't plugged Mansfield this season. <laughs> we, haven't What's going on? we haven't mentioned them. They uh, love Charlie five. Austin there, by the way. There, there's a lad there who, who's a big Charlie Austin fan. He thinks it's amazing. I, I worked out actually, and I'm going to apologise to Harrogate fans because the last four seasons, I think I had a look at another prediction thing. I've predicted the bottom of League Two right. <laughs> um, so, sorry, sorry, Shah, because obviously Rochdale were um, at the demise <laughs> of my psychic abilities last last season. But the last four seasons, I've got the bottom of League Two right, and uh, so sorry, Harrogate. Um, nice, uh, nice tea though. With all of those predictions in store. Uh, we look forward to you all ribbing us all season for how wrong we are. But uh, even though we've said Swindon are likely to finish 12th, Ben, we know that there are fairy tale stories. You saw one today. Uh, so it's only fitting, with Mark disappearing earlier in the show, that you see us out with an ode to Stuart Broad. Oh, Broadie. Yeah, what a tremendous career for Broadie. Last ball of the bat, six. Last ball of the. Uh with a ball in his hand, takes a wicket, and it, and it denies Australia winning the Ash. Well, they won the Ashes, they retained it, but winning the series um, for the first time in 22 years. So well done, Brody. Um, an absolute legend. And, um, yeah, it's going to be weird seeing him not lead that for England with Jimmy Anderson. Um, but good thing has come to an end, and he's left on the top, and he's still got pretty well, aren't he? And that's him from cricket altogether, which is sad. But there you go. I mean, At Craig the end of the day, Craig, 
it's only rounders, isn't it? Rounders. Yeah, it's, it's some rounders for posh codes. That's what it is. So. <laughs> we, we, someone's got the telling now playing quite loud in the background. So I'm going to see us off there just over two hours. We look forward to seeing you there on Friday night. There are still a few tickets left. So if you do suddenly have Friday night free, drop one of us a DM. We can sort you out some tickets. Uh, the orc that we like I say, we've got games, quizzes, defend the indefensible, and of course the charity auction. All in an attempt to raise money for British Heart Foundation. Um, but if we don't see you there, you can pre-bid, uh, follow our socials, got all the information of where to send those bids to. And uh, if you're going to Colchester and we don't see you on Friday, have a great trip, be loud, be proud, and bring home some opening day points. We've been Fools Rushing. We'll see you Friday. From all of us, good night. Take Take my whole life too, but I can't fall in love with you. God, two hours later, I'm pissed.